0: Sports Radio life?
1: 560 WQAM Miami no. no. Fort Lauderdale presents The Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 567 0560 toll free for David Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560
2: QAM. He cried. Hey, you bastard. Don't bogart that joint, my friend That's over to me yeah. Don't bogart that joint, my friend Roll on another one Yes Just like this other one Okay If it seems to be about to quit And I need another year. Don't bogart that joint My friend
3: no, 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 no.
2: Pass it all around don't go, not my friend You're
0: Thank God, I know it's old, it's trite, I'm not even going to say it. Thank God, it's, uh, you know, you know how that goes. This has been a long week. Some weeks go by like, man, like they weren't, like you woke up, it was Monday, and you put your head back on a pillow, and it was gone a whole week. And you say, thank God. But this week, it's just been dragged on and on and on. It's been slow and ponderous. Maybe part of the reason for that being this uh, damn draft stuff, Morning, guys. Thanks so much to our friends from Dunkin' Donuts. Not eating any donuts. Don't panic. Okay, just a little uh, whatever that is, little stuff without the bread, little mung. Yeah, I got to go back on the Atkins. I had a non-Atkins day yesterday. See, I'm on the Atkins whether I want to be or not. I had a non-Atkins day yesterday. Gained three pounds on the scale. Oh, I'm not. uh, What what is this? You really think? What what is that? I'm not gonna eat that. Are you out of here? Look at that. You're gonna eat that? Looks like a doily. Here you go. What? There's another one on the bottom? Well, I'll just scrape the uh, bacon and the cheese off it. Are you crazy? With all due respect to my good personal friends from uh, Dunkin' Donuts or wherever they're from. God. I'll eat the bacon, though. Mmm. I love bacon. Eat all the bacon you want on Atkins, by the way.
3: Mm
0: Mmm-mmm. But uh, this egg, look look at that thing. Look at that. You're going to eat that? That it's is a, a fried egg. egg. A
4: fried it's egg? Egg McNutton. Fried egg?
0: <laughs> you said you
4: like the croissan sandwiches. What do you think is in there?
0: I guess it looks better when you... No, I, when, I get, when I used to go to Burger King and get those, I'd get it without the egg. Thank you. Damn. Oh, bacon and cheese or ham and cheese croissant sandwich without the egg. Those were great at Burger King. But this this thing, this fried egg... My dog drops better deposits in the yard, all over the place, than than this thing looks like. Seriously, if this is what food were, I'd weigh 72 pounds if this is what food was all about. WQM Kitchen, hello.
4: Hello? Yes, ma'am. Where am I calling? I'm sorry.
0: What is it? (laughs) And you wonder why I'm glad this week is finally over? It's been great. Wayne Gretzky to retire what a emotional even though I hate him like poison not cuz he's not a great player which obviously he's one of the greatest to ever play in any sport but I just hate him he's always been a leaf killer he just uh, I just can't stand him needle nose cannot handle him but a very emotional scene in Ottawa last night for anybody who was watching ESPN and then of course CBC went pa 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 I mean once once the news got out that it was going to be pretty much official He's having a press conference at 4 this afternoon to announce uh, that he's going to go bye-bye, and Sunday will be his last game, Sunday night. And not to overdo it, ESPN, thank God they never overdo things, starting at 9 o'clock Sunday night going until 7 o'clock Monday, 22 uh, consecutive hours of goodbye to Wayne. 22 consecutive hours of goodbye to Wayne, which would be better than the draft stuff, by the way. There will be some good highlights in there, I'm sure. QAM Kitchen, Hello.
4: Hey, Neil, you read the Christina Moron's comments
5: in Barry Jackass' comments? I'll I'll
0: get to that. Just relax, okay? I'll get to it. But thanks for the tip-off. I read, I scour my papers, okay? By the way, I want to tell you this. The number one, the, the, forget about rating people, but the, the epitome. If you want to know what South Florida is all about, take a look on page 11D in the Herald this morning. Take a look at the picture of Barry Jackass. Uh, because he epitomizes this whole area. Not just what's wrong with the area, he epitomizes everything about this area. He's it. That pudgy-faced, pudwacking goofball who still lives with Mommy, who is just a, just a piece of turd, uh, just an ass-sucker, <clears throat> with his little core buddies, Greg Reed and Christina Moore, the only people who talk to him are the ones that he uh, sucks up to, and there aren't too many of them. But I am honored that I actually got my name in his column this morning. Thank you so much, Barry. That's for you, sweetheart. God, this bacon. This was not the right thing, by the way, to be uh, eating while I was on here. Oh, so the guilty story. Wait till you hear about this. Uh, i got so much to talk about with this ball shaving business that we found out yesterday. See, I'm always hearing that uh, us fags, we're the perverted ones, and yet in the last year on this show, I found out that the uh, straight guys are the ones who are big into the... Rectum. They ...want all their women to submit to anal sex. We did like, what, 75-week uh, uh, series, 700-part series on anal sex? Rectum. And now I find out that it's the straight guys who are all shaving their nuts. And, of course, uh, guilty being a big fan of Joe Costello, being very impressionable as he was when he first came to the station, found out that Joe uh, shaves his nuts, okay, because uh, for whatever kinky reason it might be, and Geldy tried to emulate him a little bit too close. Don't
2: touch! Don't cut! Don't! don't! Please!
0: Yeah, too late. You're not supposed to use one of those old-fashioned straight razors, okay, geldy, Too late now. And then we find out that Tommy shaves his nuts. In fact, George was informing me before the show started this morning That, uh, he and I, and how the hell does he know about me, but we're the only ones in (laughs) a place that don't shave our nuts. You think that Roy shaves his nuts? I know who we can ask to find out. He's probably got somebody to do it for him. I know who we can ask to find out. Let me say it again. Okay, we'll get into that. We got the very jackass stuff. We got, I got, I'm going to tell you this week. Maybe the reason the week went by so uh, slowly is because I savored every moment of it. Every, like the bacon that I'm eating here very slowly because I sure as hell am not going to eat this egg. I you know, I'm not, I like omelets. Once upon a time, most of my life, I didn't like eggs at all. I don't mind scrambled eggs if they're not real snotty, okay? I'm not that big on them. But omelets I do love. Why is that? Because they don't taste like eggs. But something like this, this fried egg, this, seriously, I, I would rather eat an ounce of dog dropping than consider putting this anywhere near my mouth. This This is, it's like rubber. It's like rubber with yellow, with uh, with a slab of mustard on it. Hmm. Wish I had another one.
6: Hey, here you go.
0: Now you fingered it already. Yeah. I don't know where your hands have been. Finger this.
6: Why are you <laughs> airing sh- like this? We deliver hot
7: and sexy Domino's Dominatrix pizza. You'll get off in 30 minutes or less. Or it's free! Crawl, you little worm! For the Domino! Dominatrix Pizza location near you! If you want double cheese on your pizza, you need a crawl! Just call 1-800-Spank
6: Me! Bad
2: dog! Spank! Spank, you bad dog!
6: Oh, it's
0: good! I mean, what, what more is there for a guy that grovels at the feet of his uh, girlfriend, wife, or both? Huh? What more is it besides pussy? With all the respect to Joe, who's a guy I always thought was a really good guy, although I'm starting to have some doubts. Don't forget his big auto racing show tomorrow morning. <laughs> what that's all about 6 to 7 a.m. here on the station. I wonder he likes Jeff Gordon so much. But, uh, you know, guys who, like, uh, are subservient, they just just uh, have pussy. That's the only word that comes to mind. Shave your balls, shave your bald spot. shave your Rectum. Shave your armpits, shave your pubes, shave your, you know, what? what is that? Because she likes it? Bark like a dog, you know, all that other crap? I mean, just uh, pathetic. So where are we going to get an omelet from? huh? See, now I'm distracted from the uh matters at hand here today. Where are we going to get a real good bacon and cheese omelet? Because now my appetite's been whetted by the little bit of bacon and cheese on top of these grotesque-looking fried eggs. And they are, seriously, I've never, I can't even begin to imagine that you're, you would eat this. Anything that looks like that. It, it feels like styrofoam. It feels like plastic. It has the, in fact, look, look, you can pull it. Look at that. You can eventually pull it apart, but it's, uh, an immovable object. That's an inanimate object. It's, uh, it's grotesque. That's an egg. Even chicken littles is blushing. Taking a look at a piece of crap like that. Pembroke Pines, hello.
8: Hey, if it's uh, something you can pull
9: away, maybe it's some foreskin on there. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, anyway, hey, you know, I guess uh, we know that uh, Brian Murray, I guess, was coaching the uh – uh, U.S. team, right? Do you see, you
0: saw a Terry were, I don't know what that's all you about. See? The world. Yeah, him and the other one. they're both going away. Yeah, I
9: can't, I, maybe that's let's gonna, hope they
0: don't get a two way ticket.
9: Hopefully that's their going away game. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, like the, bye bye, bye bye Murray Brothers.
0: You, you didn't know. read Dave Hyde's column yesterday, I guess, sir. Bill Torrey says, think or swim, think or swim. Oh, geez. They're uh, coming back.
10: I don't want the spokesman back.
0: No, nope, you got another year of it, man.
10: Uh, all right, well, uh, good start. luck to you,
0: sir. Good luck to us, because we'll need it, because they're all coming back. Because Bill Torrey being, uh, you know, foolish and uh, silly and old. They're all going down together, all three of them, which will be, you know, that'll be fitting. They basically destroyed the franchise, put it all on the shoulders of one guy. So where can we get an omelet? I've never, I've never had an omelet on the air, among all the other things that I've eaten while on the air. You have the stadium diner right across the street. But right they don't know Chuck's. from us, the stadium diner. diner. That's right next door to Chuck's. Huh? Maybe Chuck will stop by there and bring us a bacon and cheese omelet. Now, now, why are you laughing? He happens to be such a good guy that he would probably do that.
4: Yeah, but he's no Jeff Cohen. Thank God. Remember when Jeff would bring the soup from a street? From and some, some and young guy, that's broccoli. right. Well, that's because
0: that's cause Chuck isn't. Uh, see, Jeff Cohen, again, he's like, I wouldn't be I in fact, I guarantee you, Jeff Cohen shaves his nuts. I, when you go to the pizza loft next time, ask him. He'll probably tell you. Yes. He shaves his nuts. I bet you, Jeff
5: would drive to the stadium down here and bring us an omelet.
0: I'm sure he probably would for a little free publicity for the pizza Loft, Kitty Corner, Mercedes Buffet used to be, until all the old people put him out of business by stealing the sweet and low. I wonder what drove them out of business, other than probably the clientele all died, like the pair mutuals here in town. Dying for a bacon and cheese omelet. What is it? Is there anybody else in this audience who doesn't like eggs but likes omelets? I think that's probably common. Am I the only one? I can't stand eggs, especially snotty eggs. You know, when you can actually see the uh, snot. And, when, in fact, when I mentioned uh, when I had my little accident at the Eaton Center in Toronto last Sunday. And uh, at that J.J. Muggs, they made they have that great omelet bar, and they make them fresh for you. And they have huge bowls of, like, shrooms and peppers and onions, diced onions and ham, whatever you want in there. But watching them make the omelet isn't exactly one of the most appetizing things. In fact, you're better off not to be watching too closely. Because they have all the, the egg, uh, batter. They got that all in a big bowl and they put that in there on, after they heat up the ingredients that you've ordered, uh, everything except the cheese, which goes on at the end after the omelet is cooked. But as they're cooking it, they kind of like push all the snot off. You know what I'm saying? You keep watching the snot running around and they push it till the snot vanishes. And then it cooks up into this fluffy, big, beautiful thing. And you know, and you think it's fluffy, but it's not. So I think maybe it's the snot that gets in the way. Although, of course, there's nothing like a little snot dessert or snack in the car. Can't stand when people are staring at me. I'm in the car. I talked about this a zillion times. Leave me alone. I want to pick my nose in the car. That's the one place where you're alone, if you're alone in the car. And you can just be free to pick, uh, like I say, PIP insurance. Pick your nose in peace. That's what we need in this town. And I find that every time I got like a real Big, you know, number up in there. And I'm digging and getting great satisfaction of working all that nasty, hard, crusty stuff out of my nostril. And there'll be some jackass in the car next to me. Look, And what's even worse, if it's somebody that recognizes me, that's the most embarrassing. Oh, ha pick a winner, Neil. You know, that kind of stuff. And in the meantime, they're probably shaving their nuts under the steering wheel in their car with their Lady Bic, with that pink Lady Bic. I wonder if Joe Costello uses a pink Lady Bic. And that uh, very dainty depilatory cream that they have for shaving? Huh? He uses
4: a tracer.
0: I thought, what about if I would would be the one to use a tracer. Here's Sunrise. Hello.
4: Yeah, I think uh, Geldi's problem was he used a, a straight razor when he shaved his.
0: Yeah. That's what hey, I, I, a... I thought I just said that. Okay.
4: I thought I heard that somewhere. Don't cut! Don't cut!
2: Don't,
0: don't, please! Yeah, okay
4: i got a I got a question about the uh, Murray brothers. Did, did they uh, leave
0: yesterday? Did,
4: did they leave the team? No. Oh, I, I was wondering, last night I heard a big bunch of fireworks going off. Over their,
0: uh... I'm going to get to that. Have a great day. I'll get to that. Just relax a little, okay? I'm sitting there last night watching uh, Boston beat uh, Pittsburgh. I'll tell you, Boston's hot. For that Bruin guy that called the other day, maybe you're right. They're hot. Handled the Penguins pretty nicely there. Yager scored very late in the game to make it 3 2, and then they got the empty net goal, famous Amos Carter, to win 4 2. But anyway, and then of course all the Gretzky stuff started. But I'm sitting there early in the game, and I hear this. Tri- I-, I thought I was, I thought he had nodded off for a few seconds and woke up in Yugoslavia. Because there's all this unbelievable noise, and I knew it wasn't thunder, because we haven't had rain in, what, six years here? And uh, gunfire, it could have been out there, but it's not the right holiday. You know, it's not the 4th of July. It's not one of those Jewish holidays. And I'm wondering what the hell is that? And I look out in the backyard, and I don't see anything, but I hear this, and it just goes on. And I thought, well, must be some rednecks had some leftover fireworks from New Year's and are blowing them off, They're, and the fireworks too. And it goes on, it gets louder and louder, and then oh, it sounds like a whole. I'm serious, sounded just like Belgrade on a bad day. Finally, go out the front door, and I give a look, and I see it's over there by the sawgrass. And guess what? They're blowing on and nice fireworks too, by the way. Went on and on and on. It was for the official opening of the Oasis Plaza, which I just happen to have the Herald's article in front of me, and as usual, more mistakes from the Monty Herald. I'll give you a classic example. It says The opening gave patrons a taste of what's coming. Most of the megastores like Hard Rock Cafe, Legal Seafood, Game Works, and Kipling won't open for another few months. Then, like three paragraphs down, it says, uh, Sylvia Grossman of Weston sampled the hot fudge ice cream at Giardella, Giardelli Soda Fountain and Chocolate Shop, tried the fish chowder at Legal Seafood Restaurant, which will open Monday for dinner, and yada, yada, yada. Just three paragraphs above it says, most of the mega stores, including these, which it mentions Legal Seafood, won't be opening for months, but then three paragraphs, Legal Seafood, which will be opening Monday for dinner. And by the way, that's good news. Oh! That's a great place. That's a chain out of a New England out of Boston. Can't think of which restaurant in downtown in Boston has the legal seafood like adjacent, like right in it, boy, that's a good place. But they're blowing off all these fireworks because the Oasis Plaza is opening at the the Sawgrass. And it says when it's all done, I mean, this is just amazing to me. Curious crowds, thousands of all ages, swarming through stores, picking up free samples and coupons free, and enjoy dozens of performers from bands to jugglers to belly dancers to guys shaving their nuts. Curious crowds were drawn to the entertainment portion of the Giant Mall, the first one-stop dining, eating, and shopping mecca in Western Broward. When it's done, it'll have 37 stores and restaurants. And, and, you know what I'm saying? And, and what? what? What's the attraction? For example, Lucy Mariaga of Hylia Gardens who works in Sunrise says it has a Disney World type of setup. We really need something because there's not much to do up here. I like this place, but it'll be better when the stores open, she says. Because there's not much to do here, she says. Not just in West Broward, but like in South Florida in general, she could say. There's not much to do here. Come to the sawgrass, watch them blow off the fireworks, shave each other's nuts, and um Get free stuff. Get a bunch of free crap, including some free chowder. I don't think you can have clam chowder on the Atkins, can you? Because you don't want to know why? The cream is okay, although not not milk. The heavy cream would be okay, and the clams are certainly fine, but the potatoes, that's the problem. Can't have no potatoes on the Atkins. Sorry. But you can't have all that great seafood, like barbecued shrimp and uh, broiled scallops and all that good stuff, all these things. So I'm looking eagerly forward to the opening of Legal Seafood because that's a place I can actually go. It's a tremendous place, by the way, boys and girls, even though I hate going to the sawgrass like poison because it's just crowded with all these banana boat people, no speaking English, and because you have to park 120 miles away from wherever you might be going. And being, you know, old and kind of senile, I get confused anyway between the yellow toucan and the, uh, the blue dolphin and the uh, purple uh, parrot, uh, you know, the yellow tarantula entrance. I get kind of confused. Here's Big Pine Key. Hello. Big Pine Key. Yes, Neil? Yes, sir. Uh, How are you? Okay.
4: Listen, before you get too uh, far along in this uh, nut shaving stuff, I just wanted to call you. In light of your comments yesterday about Defo, I resigned myself to listen to the entire four hours this morning. And... Meaning what? Uh, I, from, six, from 6 to 10, I listen to the worst teams.
0: And then they take a gratuitous cheap shot there because Hank made a mistake about uh, the Marshall Falk thing. I think Anybody that would just uh, you know re- replay a guy making a mistake on the air like that's okay in my book.
4: Listen, Neil, this stuff is brain-numbing. Remember the guy in Clockwork Orange? That was me this morning. My little minpin yeah. was sitting. I have a minpin just like you. About 8 o'clock, Joe Rose was going on about something about the draft, just on and on and on and on and on. The minpin gets up whines and leaves the room. Yeah, it's, I don't blame him. It's terrible.
0: The draft stuff is, is so terminal that it's, it's painful. It, it causes hemorrhoids to spontaneously erupt.
4: Listen, Neil, you're number one, Mandish number two, Hank, very knowledgeable, number three, and Defoe, he blows. Okay, I'm thank nice. you.
0: I wonder if he shaves his nuts, though, because uh, like I said, George and I are the only guys in the building don't shave our nuts. That's what Roy told us this morning. Tommy shaves his nuts. I wonder who's going to be interested in hearing about that. Someone else who does. No. He also shaves its nuts.
6: I didn't know he had any. And then some.
2: Friday, you...
6: Congratulations, you finished high school. Or maybe you didn't. But at any rate, you've learned the three R's reading, writing, and arithmetic, and are pretty much sick of school. But with pressure from your parents, you know that you better continue with that education. That's why we believe that Ivy University is for you. See, we call it Ivy University, so it sounds pretty serious. But nothing could be further from the truth. At Ivy University, screw the three R's, you'll be getting the three L's, getting laid, getting loaded, and maybe a little lesbo action located in the mediterranean ivy university has really easy classes yes even you could pass them forget basket weaving we have watching people doing basket weaving and instead of sex ed we have sex act with real supermodels ivy university you do it at the other colleges anyway so why kid yourself
0: okay here's the bad news that i've been waiting for i just checked the fax machine i knew it what did i tell you i got a homo problem no not that kind of homo I got a homocysteine problem. What did I tell you? 114, 116. Let me get back to my book here, just one second. I know, I know, a lot of you folks out there consider this very. This is important stuff, baby. This is heavy duty. Here you go, page 117 in Dr. McCulley's book. Here's what your homocysteine reading should be. If it's low, four to eight would be the great reading. Okay, no supplements needed. If you have mild homocysteine levels, that means you've got poor diet, you're over 60, 8 to 12. Moderate, poor diet, sedentary, obese, smoker, over 60, 10 to 14. High, now very high is 16 to 30, to which I'm getting close. High family history, obesity, smoker, hypertension, high LDL, low HDL, right, between 12 and 20 on the Richter scale. What's my homocysteine number on my blood test? 15.4. Oy. Bad. Bad. Normal limits, it says on here from the lab, 5 to 15. But uh, definitely you want under um, under 10, or at least under 14. 15.4. Now, my doctor writes on here, or at least I think he wrote this, starch folic acid. Guess what? I already take 400 micrograms of folic acid, 800 every day. And off uh, hydrochlorothiazide, repeat 4 to 8 weeks. According to the uh, lab on here, a desirable number would be 10. And according to the book, 10 would be, uh, yeah, on the low end of moderate. That would be okay. Folic acid, B6 and B12. And be careful because that's a bad, bad, bad number. I have a homo problem. Homocysteine. And that's the bad stuff. That's what clogs your arteries. That's what makes you sick. That's what gives you heart disease. Homocysteine, not cholesterol, but triglycerides and homocysteine are where you got the real problem. Oh, look at that. I just dropped the book. And you're sitting here trying to feed me all this swill, making me even sicker than I was only moments ago. I need to get the homo out of my body, man. That's what I need to do. Thank you, Dr. Mark, for sending me the bad news. See, I I knew that we needed to do these tests. Wasn't I the one that said, remember, even on the air about like 10 days ago, I said when we redo these blood tests, I want the homocysteine test because I've been reading all about this stuff. That's the killer from Manila. Homocysteine. I bet you we don't have one person in this audience that has any idea what that is. And they're all busy running there. They're still out there buying their Entman's goddamn donuts and cookies and all that crap, all of these things, they're low-fat this and low-fat that, and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and just ballooning up to a gargantuan size. Clogging their veins. Getting ready for another arterial episode, as they call it. I almost had an arterial episode this morning reading the paper there. Page 11-D in the Miami Herald Sports section with his pudgy face, like I said, Everything that you need to know about this town is right on the face of Barry Jackass, right on that pudgy puss of his. And he goes on about the draft, ESPN makes the NFL draft a-happening, and yeah, 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 and Mel Kuiper this, great. Then I see a thing that's on Dolphins Radio Voice, Bill Zimper, will join QAM's coverage of the draft because we're going to be, like, sick with it for the next uh, 48 hours, whatever the hell it's going to be. Obsessed with it. Quit dancing, Leah. So anyway... Then I see a thing that says Moore Ends Run. Chris Moore, Moron! The Panthers' radio voice since the team's inception, writes Barry, calls his final game Saturday against Tampa Bay. Moore, Moron! who is leaving to take a job closer to his home in New Jersey, perhaps with ESPN Radio, will miss his friends with the Panthers. He will not, however, miss WQAM talk host Neil Rogers, who frequently criticized his work. Moron! Now, this, here comes the interesting part. Neil is very self-serving in what he elects to discuss, Moore said. It's a really easy way to make a living to second-guess all of the decisions people make and forget the good ones. He's a master in doing what he does. It's distressing to me his ratings are as high as they are, but Jerry Springer has a lot of ratings, too. I won't miss Rogers. It hasn't been pleasant. But Moore says he leaves on good terms with WQA morning host Jeff DeForest and Joe Rose, even though they were angry after Moore joined them on the Panther Coaches show last season. End of what Barry the Fairy has to say in his column, okay? I mean, where, where do I even start with this? Let's start with the last, the ass end of that first. I mean, I realize we got basically three pussies there on the morning show, but even them, I'm sure, if pressed for a real honest answer aren't just going to overlook the fact that we go back to that whole business like a year and a couple of months ago with that uh, the spokesman on there in the morning show and couldn't handle the heat, which, of course, was all my fault. And Christina Moore gets on air. We had that somewhere. Do we still have that? I think we have that,
6: George. I think we do.
0: Oh, my God.
6: As to why we hosted the show today, basically, uh we were called yesterday. uh but- Yeah,
0: yeah, I'll get to that. And goes on about how the morning guys weren't qualified to do the coaching show. Now, granted, they're not hockey experts by any stretch of the imagination. But they also have no vested because they're not on the Panther payroll, uh, at least two of them. Now they don't have a vested interest to put their tongue up Brian's uh, spokesman's ass. Yeah, they weren't qualified. And they only uh, started to ask those really tough, nasty questions after Neil Rogers came to the station, according to Christina. I'll never forget that episode. And then he goes on there in the morning and is personally – Screening the phone calls. He goes into the into the, into the uh, production studio in the uh, uh, control room and was personally screening the calls before they'd be put on a year to make sure that we could have a marshmallow toss for the spokesman in the middle of a grotesque, horrendous season, the first of two in a row, by the way. Forgetting about the grotesque quality of his work. See, you can't complain about his p- play-by-play because he doesn't do any. Christina Moore. And I think back to the seven months when I was off the air and most of the time, thank God, out of this town. But I think when Hank got suspended that one time, which should never have happened, by the way, nor he should, if he had real balls, nor should he have ever allowed that to go on, him and his agent. Unacceptable. Because he had the audacity. He wasn't nice to some of Gregory's friends, not to mention Screw Anne and the uh, Water Nazi here. But be that as it may, that was his choice to accept and lose pay over it and be off the air for two weeks and be on the hot seat. And I remember one day in particular, I'm at home. Somebody calls, I don't want to say who, and says, oh, turn on QAM right now. Christina Moore's uh, going off uh, the deep end. And he's going on and on with Boogs through there. Now, one thing I'll say for Boog, even though he's, uh, he's grown in more ways than one, he's grown emotionally and he's also grown physically, which uh, that's the sad part. But we'll get to that later. The office pool is growing, by the way, Boog. Put down the sandwich. But uh, I turn on the radio, and here's Christina. I guess he was rehashing what he had already said about, well, you know, if they're upset about Hank, and Hank criticized uh, Wayne Huizinga or something about the stadium there and the food and this and that, and the Huizinga people are upset, then what's going to happen when Neil Rogers will be on the station and Christina's going, oh, Neil Rogers will never be on QAM. I'm going to tell you right now, he'll never be on the station. Well, guess what? It's April 16th, 1999. I've been on the station now for like 15 and a half months. We got the highest goddamn ratings on the station in the time slot that you laid a big bomb, Christina. Including during the months when I was off the air, you still laid a big bomb. How do you like that? When they had, when they had Grego as their competition and he still couldn't beat him. Lego my Greg. Oh! Yeah. Well, I got lots to say about this. The homocysteine thing, though, yeah. You know, I, on the one hand, I'm displeased that it's that high, but on the other hand, I'm glad to know that's where the problem is. I got to work on my homo problem.
6: I feel really, really
0: sick. As to why we hosted the show today, basically, uh, we were
9: called yesterday uh, by uh, the Panthers front office and asked us if the, we would we would do the show. They wanted it to be, I think, more hockey related. They wanted questions from people that know the game.
6: Um, when these shows are done, generally, they're done by a play-by-play or an analyst person from the team that is uh, providing the coach
0: when they are generally done. And the reason they're generally not done and why there is no Jim Leland call-in show or Jimmy Johnson call-in show or Pat Riley call-in show, this is the and man. in fact you go around the country and there are very few of them, they have to they're
6: generally up. not done because hosts uh, on the show tend to like to stir it up and make it personal rather than hockey-related. And uh, we had nine calls today. None of them made it personal of the nine, and uh, Brian took the nine calls, and a few of them said the team
0: sucked and when are you going to quit or when are you going to be fired, and that's to be expected. But to me, having a coach's show is better than having no coach's show. And if you think you're going to get honest answers to every question, uh, that's like me coming in with your boss listening, and you're standing next to your boss, and I say to you, what do you think your boss and you're going to say, oh, he's a pretty good guy. I get along with him. No matter what, you're going to say
4: that because your job is on the line. Well, Brian Murray has to work with these players. He has to either trade these players or keep them. Same with his coaches. He has to keep those coaches or not. But
0: there are no, there are many questions on a coach's show that a coach cannot be fully forthright about.
4: And that's life. It does not make the show invalid. It does give you an opportunity to say, hey, how are things going in the minor leagues? What are you looking at trade-wise? Would you consider – I mean, very few
0: coaches – he got on hot water for this, but very few coaches would answer, would you consider trading John Van Beesbrook? He
4: said yes. Yesterday morning, the Flyers denied that Roger Nielsen was going to be their head coach. Two hours later. Two hours later, he was their head coach. You can get that if you want. You can get – you know
0: flat-out line, but you're not going to get there are questions he can't answer. If he thought and I have no idea, this is an example, if he thought Scott Mellonby was doing a lousy job as captain, he doesn't have the right to tell you that if he thought that the assistant coaches were terrible, he doesn't have the right to tell you that. If he thought that uh, uh, Dave Gagne w- didn't try every night or, or uh, Robert Svela was faking his back injury, and none of these things are true. All I'm saying is that no matter what, a, a coach has to protect his players and the people on his staff to a certain level, and you've got to accept that as a listener. Now, if you don't want the show, don't listen to the show but I think you get a lot more out of these shows than if you had no show at all. That's right. But to think that you can get total honesty out of any corporate manager in any situation, you're crazy. Happy with every one of your employees, Mr. Manager? Well, obviously he's not, but he's not going to come on there and say, no, I'm not happy with this guy and this guy and this guy. He's got morale to worry about and he's got to deal with managing the team. So I think it's important to note that and and to realize that now and then, that this is not a dark board for Brian Murray. And that the fact that he continues to come on and has agreed to come on is a plus for you. And,
4: and regardless of who hosts the show, because I had nothing to do with the nine callers, James and Mike and Tom and Tom and Mike and Rick and Luigi and Ira and Angel, they called. They said what they wanted and they left. And that's the way the show is supposed to be. So uh we don't apologize for doing the show. If we're asked, we'll do the show again. And if you don't like it, there's nothing much we can do about it. But uh, it is your chance as listeners and
0: as te- fans of the team to call in and talk. And nine of you did. And hopefully you got answers that were reasonable. Not that you have to suck. Not that you have to suck. Right. But why not? I mean, that was uh, on the heels of one of the most embarrassing episodes I've ever had the opportunity to witness in my life in this business. And, boy, have I seen embarrassment in this business or what? Uh-huh. Lots of it. But that was uh, that was right up there at the top of the list. And here's a guy comes on here and says, basically what he's saying is, the coach can't tell you the truth. He's going to lie to you. He can't really, he's got to evade these uh, questions. So what's the point of the whole thing in the first place? And did I actually hear Randy Moore there in the background sucking along with us? Uh-huh. Oh, Randy, no wonder your hair is falling out in clumps embarrassing, humiliating and degrading, just unconscionable. And Terry Murray, I know Terry, I'm sure just like his brother hates me like poison, but you know what good favor I did when he first came. Remember I met him those first couple of times when I thought he was a good guy, before I realized he was just a, another clone of uh, the spokesman? And I told him, I said, don't even think about doing that coach's show. Because there's what's the point, you know? Why do it? I said, "You know what? I think you're right." And he never did it. And, of course, having gone through this last season again, it would have been the same crap, and it would have been all that paranoia and psychosis, especially in an organization that's so thin-skinned and can't take any criticism at all, like the Panther organization, no matter how many mistakes they make, no matter how many bad trades they made, no matter how many games they lost, whatever the hell went on, no matter how many screw-ups there were in the arena, We've gone through, Saturday will be the, tomorrow will be the last game. We've gone through an entire season in a new arena, $200 million of public money to build it, and you still can't see the red light come on when a goal is scored, depending on where you're sitting. In fact, there's some seats you can't see either one come on. And little minor things like that, little minor things, you know what I'm saying? They don't seem to care about. They don't care about the fans. All they do is. All they care about is posturing and posing and uh, manipulating the people in the media, these little hunderlings, these lemmings, and trying to sell you. Oh, he's a project. This one is a project, and this one is a – got more. I'll tell you, even in Overtown, there's not as many projects as we got on the Panther organization. Chris Wells, he scored any this year? No. Come close? No. All these projects in the organization – and this guy, all he did was go in there and, uh, you know, suck ass. That's all he did. And try to protect, you know, and, and, the, and then, of course, that part of the clip that I just played doesn't have the part where he talked about the other guys being, uh, you know, not qualified
4: to do the coach's show. He alluded to that.
0: Huh? No, but it wasn't, he did not mention that in there?
4: Yeah. They wanted somebody to do the show. That no, 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 but, but he actually
0: was. came out and said that, another part of that rap, but I, we don't have that part on tape. But he actually, I remember him saying that and going on about the fact that, well, you know, they didn't used to be as as piercing and as tough of a nose, but only since Neil Rogers came on to question had they, you know, all of a sudden it's changed them. The whole world, according to Christina Moore, everything is bad because Neil is on the station. I thought Neil was never going to be on the station is what he said. But then as long as he was, everything bad that happened, and it gets back to this very jackass column here, and let me tell you, say it again, this is just another cluster fork, that's all it is. There, there is so little objective reporting of any kind in this town. It's pathetic. I mean, almost none. If you happen to be on the good side of whoever it is, they'll write glowing stuff about you. They'll suck your ass. And like I said, Barry is basically not on the good side of almost anybody except Greg Reed, who's got he's got Greg's home phone number no less. And and Greg actually returns Barry Jackson's call. <laughs> he's the only one in in the world who gets a return call from Greg Reed. Is Barry Jackson? <laughs> and the other one being Christina Moore. Now, did Barry Jackass make any attempt, since he decided to make a whole big song and a dance about me in this article? Did he make any attempt to contact me? No. To talk to me about this? No. Or my opinions about Christina Moore? No. Of course not. Because Barry Jackass, you'll recall, was the one who was bemoaning the fact, Oh,
11: gee, we're going to be losing the fabulous sports, babe.
0: Yeah. The fabulous sports, babe. And those big numbers they used to have in midday here with no spots. And Christina doing his sit-down comedy. And it's interesting in the 15 and a half months in the interlude in between that Barry Jackass uh never even mentions my name even though this is the All Sports Station. The only time he mentioned one time very early on that we didn't carry some stupid sports press conference, some meaningless Jimmy Johnson thing or whatever the hell it was, and he got all psychotic about that. He was outraged over the fact we weren't going to interrupt the highest rated show on the station, and it wasn't something important. It wasn't like the uh, you know the Jimmy conference that we did carry when everybody thought he was going to resign and Hank on the show broke the story ahead of time that he wasn't going to resign which also by the way didn't get mentioned in the Barry Jackass's column since uh, Hank and I both hate him like poison and expose him for what he is so actually he would never you know give us credit for anything other than I'm a bad guy etcetera and so on according to Christina Moore now let's let's examine what Christina says in here okay neil is a very self is very self-serving in what he elects to discuss uh, you know, that's interesting because I discuss everything and anything that I that I can think of, anything that's going around uh, around me, anything that's happening with the station, anything having to do with things I'm interested in, like the Panthers and their broadcasts. It's a really easy way to make a, le- a living to second guess all of the decisions people make and forget the good ones. First of all, I have never questioned any of his decisions because I don't know what decisions he makes. All I can tell you is, like I said before, you can't complain about his play-by-play because he doesn't do any. And in the beginning with me, it was only business, not personal, because I really didn't know him. But then he decided to make it personal during the seven months that I was off the air. He had a choice to go in either direction. He could have just kept doing his show, but as opposed to doing that, he chose, since I wasn't on the air to respond, he chose to take every opportunity to take all the shots he possibly could. And how could Neil Rogers be coming on this station, and what's the big deal, and he isn't going to fit in here, and all the things he's going to say about Wayne? And guess what? I still say Wayne's an asshole, just like I said an IOD, and he is an asshole. And he's reviled by most of the people in this town. And he sold the Marlins because he knew that nobody was going to come through and build him another goddamn stadium after he let him down the garden path and stabbed everybody in the back and sold out the team. He knew that. But it's Neil who's the bad guy because he won't suck Wayne's bald spot. Well, guess what, Barry? Here I am 15 and a half months later, and let me say, we just had a trend come out a few days ago, and we're still kicking ass, even though it's all those guys lighting the loafers that are filling out the diaries according to that one guy. Nevertheless, maybe Barry's getting some diaries, huh? Because I know he's listening right now, you little fat uh, pudwhacker. What? I didn't say what, and no, I wasn't close to saying what you thought. That one time I was, no. I wasn't sure whether to say fat fart or little fat pudwacker. It makes no difference. You little chubby-faced piece of turd. Pathetic. I mean, you know, it's really desperate when you got to suck Chris Moore's ass, okay, and no talent like that. That's really desperation because he's one of the only people who will talk to you in the media because everybody else has written you off as a second rate, as a tenth rate. And by the way, did Don Smiley buy the Marlins yet? Here's Barry's 850th story about how Don Smiley's buying the Marlins. It'll be official any second. Right on the front page of the Prestigious Herald. And Alan Snell over there at the Sun Sentinel trying to keep up neck and neck, nose to nose every day with more information on the front page of the other paper. That's the kind of 10th rate assholes we got writing stuff in this town. Tragic. Never going to change. Never, ever going to change. Because real sports writers, real columnists, real people with experience and professionalism in newspaper business, they're not going to come here. Not on your life. Not a chance. So, what do they do? They hire punks, they hire kids fresh out of high school or kids out of like a junior college, and they uh, pay them you know fifteen bucks a column or whatever they and then they're supposed they, they they're experts every single day, more and more and more misinformation in that newspaper what a what a joke, what a far cry from the days when there were people who actually believed The Herald was like a major market newspaper. Now it's just a pandering puff piece loaded with ads. That's all it is ads and misinformation. <laughs> uh, all right. 11.02 at 5.60, WQM. we got Hank Goldberg from, uh, where's it going to be? Dolphin Camp at 2. Six to, 6 to 6.30, talking baseball with Donnie B. And then we got the Marlins again. Marlins won a game last night. Oh. 11 to four of the Mets are playing the Phillies tonight. Any interest in that? No. They won a game. Any interest at all? No. Okay. So if we, had, if we really had any crossover with the morning show, we would have already found out that they had Christina Morano this morning, obviously long before I was on the way to work and got a chance to listen. And it's interesting because nobody, uh, I come into work here this morning, I walk in the hallway, and there's all three of them, Little Dog and Gildy and Defoe, who's getting fatter by the minute, standing there in the hallway, and they're yucking it up, and I'm talking about Barry Jackass and about the comments, and Geldi's joking, i must have being less ha <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm sure what he had to say couldn't have been in the paper. Never was there any uh, suggestion to me that they were on that show this morning, which evidently we were going to have one spy report, but he couldn't hang on. But if there was any crossover between the two shows, there would have been a whole bunch of calls in here to tell me that he not only was Christine more on with the worst team this morning, but they sucked each other's ass heavy-duty, which we have the tape coming any minute, by the way. I can't wait to hear that. Cannot wait to hear this. Talk about having no self-respect at all. None. A guy that came that says that they weren't qualified to interview uh, the spokesman, the hockey coach, and then agreed to come in and muscle his way out of the show to, to protect uh, the coach and make sure that only marshmallows came in. Here's a spy report. Hello.
5: Yeah, Neil,
0: I'm, I'm on a mobile and it cut off. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, you got to send George up to check the wall. Oh, but we're getting studio. we're getting the uh, tape now. We're getting it. You got it now? I said we're getting it. Oh,
8: listen, I'm telling you, and guess who he recommended to replace him for the Panthers? Guilty. You got it.
0: Oh, give I'm me a telling bite.
8: you, the suction was unbelievable.
0: Oh, okay. It was unbelievable. I almost drove off the road. You know, the funny thing about it is, I was one of those calls that Chris was talking about, the nine calls he had. When he did that show, yeah, I I was one of the guys who called in and said that uh, he sucked and why didn't he have the balls to go on with the first team and all that.
4: But mm-hmm.
0: uh, I'm telling you, you know, to get on there this morning and kiss butt like he did, and then guys kissing right back. I mean, it's one of the There's no backbone among that trio in the morning. Not, there's not even a hint of a backbone with those three. First off,
8: why why do they need three guys to do that job?
0: Well, I, I, but we did that yesterday. I don't want to go back to that whole thing again, you know. But it's easier for Defoe to run around the building behind Hank's back, you know, throwing darts at Hank and blaming him for whatever deficiencies he sees in the ratings of this radio station. But I mean, That's absolutely no backbone whatsoever. But to have Christina Moore on there and to suck his ass after all the crap that went down. I mean, what's the point? The guy's leaving here anyway. What is the point? What's to be gained by that? Why doesn't somebody among that trio have the cojones to tell I it like it is? I think
8: Goldie had something to do with it. I'm telling you right now. Something to do with what?
0: Oh, well, of course, he's stuck in it it, because he's, he's hoping to get man. the job, yeah.
8: He says, well, there'll be hundreds of uh, announcers sending tapes in and all of that. that but, that's uh, right, and, and you know
0: something, what we need is a real professional broadcaster who knows how to do hockey games and make the games exciting and who knows how to give us the score. That was another one of the great things. Not only was the only you, – you turn on the radio, you know, like if you're watching a game on TV and you went to the store and you came back a little bit late and the next period already started – You'd be listening in your car, and uh, you dumps down, dumps down, and you hear the sound of the skates in the back and the sound of all kinds of crowd reactions, and there's no, there's no discussion of what's happening. And then you're thinking, well, at least tell me what the score is, and maybe you might hear, well, you know, it's a 2-1 to game with five and a half minutes left in the period. Well, 2-1, to who's got the 2 and who's got the 1? What does that mean, it's a 2-1 to game? I, I I could do a whole week, which I won't waste your time. I could do a whole week describing in great detail, but it's patently obvious to anybody who understands the game even minimally. What a grotesque job this man did here for six years. And then when I find out that he succeeded Dale Arnold in New Jersey, then I understand why he lasted there five years. And in reading Dave Halberstam's book and reading about all the places that the Devils games have bounced around to and how when they were on WABC, even their playoff games got preempted for uh, some, some goofball sh- music show or whatever it was. Nobody cares about the Devils, which is, I guess, why he was able to fake his way through there for five years. And down here, who the hell knew anything about hockey? And I remember the first couple of years, there, wasn't, there weren't any of these cliches. But it was interesting. There was one guy in the year by the name of Neil Rogers who used to play all those Mike Lang clips. And when we got to that third year, that glorious playoff year and all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals, it was that year that out of desperation and attempt to try to inject some kind of excitement into the game, other than just droning on and all of a sudden start screaming when a goal was scored incoherently, Hot dog, hop aboard, all, all these things, all this cornball, stupendous. That was all a desperate attempt to be like Mike Lang Jr., which I talked about at the time, and I just refresh your memory. That's why every now and then I'll play a clip on ear of the great broadcasters who make the game exciting, who build a suspense, who keep you on the edge of your seat, who actually describe what's going on, who aren't busy trying to be sit-down comedians okay, impress you with their great sense of humor and their body language, as bad as it is. That's what we need down here is somebody who's like a real great announcer who can who can impart to the game the excitement that it deserves. The world. Bravchuk to Yashin.
6: Alexei Yashin holding the puck, looking back. to comes, but it's tipped just enough by Bereson to get it out. Now Bereson races after with a steal from Bravchuk. Puts the
9: plates on to Elude. Still has it working. him with a shot.
2: Holy mackinac. What a play. So good. Barazin ties the game shorthanded.
0: There you go. Hair on the back of my neck is standing straight up. Did we ever get any of that in six years from this guy? No. Well, but it's real easy to second guess. I'm not second guessing. I'm not first guessing because one thing about you, Christina, you were consistent all the way through. You sucked in the beginning, and you'll suck tomorrow night in the very last game. You just don't have it. You stink. And you're a bad guy on top of it. Seriously. no. You know, there are plenty of people that don't have a lot of talent, but they're good guys. But, to, you know, but to also be a piece of turd as a person. And the reason that he's very, you know, it's interesting. He says he's a master at doing what he does. But then he turns right around, if this quote from Barry Jackass is right and who, who even knows, turns right around in the same uh, paragraph and says, it's distressing to me his ratings are as high as they are. Well, it's distressing because he's obsessed with me, like Joey Reynolds was obsessed with me. What, what is there to be obsessed? What do I have to do with him? other than I'm the one person in this town who knows the game and who had the balls and the forum on the air to point out to everybody how grotesque his performance was. In addition to which, it's distressing that my ratings are so high because he was the one that preceded me on this radio station in this time slot and laid a big fat fried egg. That's why it's distressing. He had an opportunity with me off the air for seven months, seven months against Greg, that piece of crap that got fired over there at uh, Stupid Talk and still couldn't get a number on his station. That's why it's distressing to him, because he's got an ego problem. You know, why why don't you work on your own, uh, you know, wherever you're going to work, whatever you're going to do, work on your own job, try to improve yourself, try to better yourself at what you're doing, instead of being paranoid about Neil Rogers. If I had a dollar for every ounce of paranoia that's been exerted by a whole bunch of people in the last 23 years about me in this town, I'd be wealthy. I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I'd be out there
11: working on my homocysteine problem.
0: Let's face it, to make a long story short, Chris, you suck, okay? You suck. You had the seven months when I was off the year. You had the opportunity to, like, accept it gracefully. I didn't come looking for your job. I never approached Greg Reed. He approached my attorney. I was getting ready to sign for another five with a 60-year option with the Paxson people, which would have turned out okay because when they sold a clear channel, I would have had another window in a contract. I didn't come seeking this man's job. They sought me out, and he resents that because he was a big dud on this station, both in his play-by-play and that awful, god-awful midday show they had. You suck. Let's face it. Very simple, plain. I wish you no ill, but you suck. I love this show.
2: On the good ship, on this stand, it's a slave ship. And it's very hot when you row all day. And with you on the back with chains. It's a wounded ship, and it smells a lot like an arm. Or a bad egg fight, and when you die of disease, they throw the body in the sea. Squish in a hole, no toilet, for your pillow is a rat. And if you complain, oh no! White never beat you in the rusty chain on the slave ship. They don't serve no food. When you get seasick, they feed it back to you. Life is very hard on the good ship on the star. 1116 at 560
0: WQAM. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pond pound 560 on the. Uh, AT&T wireless line. Well, this homocysteine thing, man, this is where I'm going to be focusing my attention, whatever few days I may have left now. 15.4. Bad number, baby. Bad one. Thank God I insisted on that test. Here's Miami. Hello?
8: Neil. Yes, sir. Ed Poop and Dan LaBastard and Greg Kotex, they blow. But this Barry Jackass, I'm telling you, I'll never forget. and I know Hank can never forgive him with that initial story when Sonny Hirsch passed away, insinuating
2: that Sonny had taken you're absolutely
0: wrong. You're absolutely uh, just repeating stuff you heard. That was the report. The, the, the uh, medical examiners apologized the next day, or the paramedics, or whatever, he was just repeating false information that was given along. As, as bad as Barry Jackass is, that had nothing to do with him. Okay, sir? So if you want to discuss that with Hank, be my guest. But you didn't hear that on this show because that's uh, not what happened. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. It's just amazing talking about suction. The lengths that people out there will go to to try to ingratiate themselves to agree, even though they don't know what they're talking about. Like that guy. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT T line. Here's uh, Deerfield. Hello, Deerfield. Hello. Still there? <phone rings> okay. Well, see, he waited too long. I moved my finger. You were that slow on a whole 37 minutes this guy waited. He waited. I said, hello, hello, let's go. They're slow again today. I know it's Friday. It's the end of a tough week week in your life. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Fort Lauderdale. Nobody there. Mobile in Cooper City or Carroll City, wherever they are. Hello. Mobile in Carroll City.
11: Deerfield Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you the first
10: time, Neil. Um, hey, listen. Uh, Black Neil Rogers, loving ball shaver. Yeah. Uh, I've been shaving my ball since I was in uh, college.
0: I don't. I just don't get it.
10: Actually, actually, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. Um,
0: I find it, was, it just uh, totally grotesque. It,
10: it was a, um, it was like a, a
0: girly thing. It was so a. didn't see if women shave their balls.
10: It started off as kind of a, a prank between me and my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Uh We thought it would be kind of sexy for her to shave me, and she did. And I really didn't think much of it. I mean, it was it was all right for that one experience. But then I found that as it started growing back, it itched like hell,
4: uh-huh. and
10: I couldn't stand it. Right. So I had to keep on shaving, and I've been shaving ever since. <laughs>
0: That's well, if you would just out. would have let it grow back in all the way and uh, butched up enough to, you know, withstand the uh Oh, no, pain. no it,
10: it chased and I started getting rashes, and it just became really, You started really getting painful.
0: rashes from the hair growing back? Yes,
10: yes, because it would chase as I was walking. I mean, it would chase like hell, and it, uh, I started getting, like, these red rashes.
0: Yeah, well, if you would untied it from your one thigh, it probably would have uh, <laughs> swung a little looser, you know.
10: Hey, believe me, I'm not that well-hung, Neil. All, all that stuff about black eyes is not true, believe uh,
0: me. I know that. At least not in my case. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, good luck to you, pal. Hey, listen, Neil. Yes, sir.
10: Quick request. Uh, that farmer song. Okay. You know the one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah,
0: I do. I said okay, okay, Great. okay. See ya. Thanks. Say goodbye. Five six. What happened with this crowd here all of a sudden, huh? Somebody pulled their tongue out. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey
5: Neil,
0: how's it going? Okay, sir. Hey,
8: you know, uh, I guess uh, I guess you're gonna miss not hearing hello, my brother. How you doing, brother? From uh, Chris Moore, huh?
0: Where do oh. I hear that?
8: Well, that's what that is always uh, how he greets his uh, callers. Hello, my brother. I always wondered if he was running an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. I remember uh, back when uh, you Maybe were... Maybe you a, to open
0: a convenience store.
8: Yeah, well, you know, with the, yeah, definitely. You might but, be able uh, to handle that. <laughs> well, that's about it. I mean, I don't think you could even entertain the line at the convenience store. But uh, I remember when he used to be on from uh, 12 to 2 after the babe. These guys, uh, after about 20 minutes, would be uh, scaring up calls. Hello? Nobody's calling. What's the problem? That was the, the whole uh Well, the I'm whole used to that. I've been doing
0: that for 20 years.
8: Well, the whole two hours of their show was, yeah. why, don't, why don't people call? See, I don't, got... ad- I
0: don't understand. When you're on against Grego, okay, I mean, I was off for seven months that they were doing the show. When they were on against me, obviously they had, like, no numbers, which anybody would expect, but then uh, I'm off the air for seven months getting paid to be on vacation, and they're on against Grego, and they still couldn't get any numbers, and they still couldn't buy a phone call.
8: Well, you know, in the last three or four months of their show was like the morning period about how all they would do was complain about the fact that uh, uh, W2AM was bringing on an evil homosexual right. onto the show right. and exactly. how and how they couldn't understand it. And then they would get all these, you know, occasional sympathetic calls. Well, we feel sorry for you uh, and you know my brother because yeah. uh, of all it was this. Or It was it was uh, pathetic, and I'm glad they're gone. I'm and hopefully they will get rid of Glad uh, Goldstein, whatever his name is, too. Right.
0: Whatever his name, Goldstein, okay. They love you, Goldie. Yeldi. Five six gold. Five six seven O five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile in hey, Miami. Sir.
4: Hey Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Hey, um yesterday I was trying to get, get through it and I couldn't make it. Um they were saying a lot of, some guy was constantly saying that your ratings were bogus and that your your show wasn't all that. You know, I think that's kind of BS. I appreciate your show and don't, don't rag on me too much, but I kind of like, you know, the guys in the morning, the first team and everything. And the guy needs to get a life. And one more thing. If I hear one more thing about the Dolphins and who they're drafting, people get a life. We don't know the team. We don't pick the players. Just deal with it. Go to the game. Shut the hell up. Stop talking about the draft. All
0: right. right, God bless you, sir. God bless you. There you go. There's a guy with a brain. Thank God. See, I was going to say, thank God it'll be over after tomorrow, but it won't be because then on Monday and for days and days to come now, then it'll be the post mortem. See, it'll be dissecting the draft. Who did they get? Who didn't they get? Why didn't they get this one? How come this one went over there? How come Marshall Falka went to the Rams? Ba They're already doing that, you know. But, you know, at least it kills some time, I guess. Not stuff that I want to listen to. I'll guarantee you that it kills time for people with no lives who are waiting for that chia life to come in the mail. All you got to do is pee on it, squirt, squirt, and maybe a life spa will spurt out of it, and uh, the chio life too. I think that's a hell of a good idea. Five, six, where's the spy reports? We still don't have the tape of that suckfest on the morning show this morning. We must have some crossover here. There must be somebody who heard that. That's got a ball, got a brain, even if they shaved it, and the ball too. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line, mobile in Hollywood. Hello.
4: Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. I'll be the first to admit I don't know what I'm talking about, so I'll ask you. Yeah. It, am I hearing a promo for a new morning show before you? Did they say Seth Coleman?
0: Uh, I can't comment on
4: Okay, no, because I heard I can't say a anything play about a promo.
0: Well, I can't uh, comment on that.
4: Okay, that's fine. I just was confused. I so said maybe I hit the wrong station or yeah. something. Oh, well, that's fair. I just wanted to ask that. I didn't know, and I wouldn't pretend, and I'm not going to say I know something, that I don't. Okay. Have a good
6: day, sir. Back to you. Mornings on five sixty WQAM will never be the same. Starting this Monday, it's the Suds Coleman Show. Monday through Friday, six to ten AM, right before Neil. The Suds Coleman Show. Only on five sixty WQAM.
0: Yeah, I have I don't know anything about it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I'll tell you, I guess we'll just have to wait until we get that uh, tape because these people don't uh, know anything about it. They must not listen to the worst team. The fact that Christina Moore was on there and they were sucking each other's ass after the number that he did on them uh, just over a year ago—that grotesque, disgraceful number. See, when you don't have any self-respect, when you have no shame, I guess that's why. You know, how about developing a little bit of a backbone, okay? Of just a little tiny one, little tiny bone. Here's a mobile in Cooper City. Hello.
4: Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. You Neil, know, I don't want to flatter Christina by calling him an asshole. I think he's just a schmuck. Yeah. And I need a, an answer on something. Uh, how much could he be making doing these Panther broadcasts?
0: I haven't got any ideas, sir. Why don't you call him up uh, on uh, ESPN and find out? Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
4: Uh, hi, Neil. Yes,
0: sir.
8: Spy report, first of all. Yes. I found myself... Um, a week ago this past Thursday, uh with Fat Al Goldstein uh sitting in first class on uh, a
4: uh, a flight to La Garvice, and he was oozing underneath the uh armrest and over the armrest. And uh he really uh, he was
0: needed, oozing he yeah. He
4: needed he needed both seats in first class.
0: Of course. I I was a what do you mean you're astounded? He's gotta be going about six forty these days. I mean
8: the the plane took off lopsided. Right. And you know, uh tell whatever
0: side that Al's uh, sitting on, they that, put all the excess it. luggage on the it. other we side were, to balance it on. We were
8: we were looking down at the ground as we took off. Uh perpendicular. Uh as far as homocysteine goes, uh eight hundred milligrams.
10: Holes. What is it?
8: Eight hundred milligrams of folate a day and it will cut your homocysteine levels to nothing. Eight hundred
0: milligrams of what?
4: Folic acid. Folate, I'm, I'm, I'm already. Right. I take,
0: sir. Listen to me, please. I'm trying to have conversations with people today. The phone must be screwed up. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. I take. I used to take one tablet, 400 micrograms. Now I'm taking 800. The book that I'm reading here it says, uh, with my level, I should be taking 2,000 micrograms. That's two milligrams every day, which I'll start taking immediately. Well, does I don't,
4: it, don't
0: think. It,
8: it, I don't think it's necessary. And you can read well, arguments this, this for
0: whatever you want to do. The guy I'm reading, Dr. McCulley, is the expert on the, the on the homocysteine. He's the, uh, done all the studies and all the tests. He's the world renowned expert on homocysteine. He knows his homo.
4: Is that the guy who was at the VA in Boston 25 years ago? No,
1: no
9: one paid attention to his work?
0: Right, in Harvard, right.
9: Yeah.
1: And now okay. he's
0: the, that's the guy.
9: That's the guy, then. I guess you know
0: better and, than and I do. And, and folic acid is not something you're going to get any adverse side effects, so it's one of those things I'd rather take more on to be on the safe side. Cut my homo problem.
8: Well, you could work, wake up one morning with a dorsal fin, but I think you'll be okay. Okay,
0: thanks. So long. Too much, too much homo. A little homo is okay, but too much homo? <laughs>
6: Boys who were down by the creek Their feet in the water Their hands on their marbles And playthings And at half past four There came a young lady She looked like a pretty young creature She sat on the grass She pulled up her dress and she showed them her ruffles and laces and white fluffy duck. She said she was learning a new way to bring up her children so they would not spit. While the boys in the barnyard were shoveling refuse and litter from yesterday's hut. While the girl in the meadow was rubbing her eyes at the fellow down by the dock. Look like a man with a a home in the country with a big fence out front. If he asked her politely, she'd show him her little pet dog who was subject to fits. And maybe she'd let him grab hold of her small tender hands with a movement so quick. And then she'd bend over and suck on his candy so tasty made. Cream all over her cookie that she had left out on her shelf. If you think this is dirty, you can go yourself.
0: Eleven thirty two at five sixty or just go shave your nuts, okay? Or both, uh, as the case may be. Five six seven, oh five sixty, pound five sixty on the AT and T line. I guess we're gonna have to wait on that tape. What was the problem? It did not go into the uh, didn't go into the thing? Yeah, it didn't work, it's gotta do It, it. didn't work, so we'll do it over again. Well I don't want to miss that. At least a minute or two of it that suck fest from the morning show this morning. I want to hear with my own five ears the actual evidence of them sucking on each other's butts. That It's just... No, it's not. It's not surprising to me. Why should I expect anybody on that show to develop a pair all of a sudden? Here's Miami. Hello. Miami, hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
9: Um, two things. I, I was kind of wondering. Did you happen to see Channel 10 last night? No. Um, they had an interesting thing on. Um, it was a... Um, It was a whole expose uh, done by one of the reporters for uh, Dateline. And what it was was it was called um, Sex, Drugs, and the American Freedom.
0: Mm -hmm. American Freedom?
9: Yeah, the American Freedom. You know, the thing that doesn't exist? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, at any rate. That's the American fucking way. Yeah, exactly. One of the things that kind of got me was that... um,
0: Did you send me the facts about it? Because I got a fax here about it.
9: No, actually I didn't. Um, The thing that surprised me about it was the fact that they were actually sort of endorsing that sort of stuff. They were having a whole thing about, why don't we have gambling? Isn't it my right to lose my money? Why don't we have, like, euthanasia? Why don't we have prostitution legalized? All kinds of things. And it was kind of interesting, and I was kind of surprised that they actually went ahead and had the balls to come on and say, hey, you know...
0: You mean ABC was saying these things, all Um, of these things?
9: Well, yeah, all of these things. And um, the other thing is, um, did you happen to catch the other day that the uh, guy who um, shot the puck over in um, the uh, Panthers arena went to court and sued them because he supposedly won a million bucks.
0: That's an old story. That's a long time ago. I thought he got the million.
9: No, he didn't. They're actually appealing it.
0: They're appealing it?
9: Yeah, they're appealing it. Because...
0: I mean, more more power to the guy because uh, they gave him false information, and I would have had a heart attack if somebody told me I won a million, and then they said, oh, guess what? We were wrong. He didn't win it. I was sitting at that end and did not go over the line. But, I mean, you know, so give him a half a million. Wayne can handle it.
9: We'll see what the the deal is. The jury went ahead and took a look at it, and what they said was that the board actually got in the way that, well, of course it's supposed to, but. They're, um, they're saying that supposedly what happened is the puck would have passed through, but somebody, like, moved it or something like that. No,
0: they didn't. I, well, I was sitting right there when it happened. I was there that night, like all the other nights.
9: Well, the jury awarded it to them, and now they're supposedly appealing it.
0: I say give him like, $800,000 and call it a day.
9: Uh, come what? on. Look, we're putting a minor league hockey team on the ice, and you're asking Wayne to go ahead and... Like I Port said, North give Matesh. me fifty
0: bucks and uh, let's have a great day. Yeah. Okay. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the uh, AT&T wireless line. I mean, poor Baldy, that Republic stock isn't worth a these days. What do you want? Leave him alone. He's having a rough time trying to justify to his stockholders and then all his buddies in that uh, Florida Panther stock, which also went, you know, he's got the Midas touch and reverse these days, just like his hockey team. Yeah. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And poor John Henry. You know, everybody says he's a pretty good guy. Boy, did he get sucked in. I heard Mad Dog yesterday going on. What do you think uh, John Henry's thinking now? Well, last night maybe he feels a little bit better, but not much. They're going to lose a hundred games. They're not going to be drawn flies. He's going to lose ten, fifteen million this year, easy. And we're not going to build them that stadium anywhere, not at public expense. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
3: Hey,
4: Neil.
0: Yes, sir. How you doing, buddy? Great. I
4: got two Julio stories for you. Want to hear them? Go ahead. All right. Did you read the 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 Herald? There's two hundred thirty-six thousand dollars missing from the Dade County uh, Building Office. No. Okay. Well, the two hundred thirty-six thousand dollars in cash and checks from the uh, the county's building, the department is missing. And another story, I went down to uh, Miami last night, and, you know, it was like 3 in the morning going home, and uh, I see these four Julios beating on these two white Jewish guys, beating the hell out of them. Ay, Baba Pablo. Yeah. And now I called the cops. The cops came, and, of course, the how, cops, how
0: do you know the guys were Jewish?
4: I saw one of them had a yarmulke on. Oh. And, uh, and they beat the hell out of these guys, and yeah. then I called the cops. I, was, I had my cell phone on me. I called the cops. The cops came. They like with no urgency. Where'd the guys go? You know, they don't even put the lights on. They're slopping around the grove. Yeah. And it's just disgusting. It seems like no one cares. No one does anything.
0: Well, now you got it. Now you got the uh, South Florida attitude, man. Nobody cares. Just mind your own business. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Like I said, there is we've discovered today there is zero crossover between the morning and the show. i you know, what's the point of us doing that thing I did yesterday? It killed four hours. It was pretty interesting. Gave a lot of people a chance to take some cheap shots, which they love doing. But other than that, uh, waste of time. I'll put the very jackass column where it belongs, right in a circular file and the hell with it. Cause these bastards don't give a crap. So anyway, getting back to the guy who called two calls ago. So you, did you see the channel 10 thing? Will you telling me about it? Yeah, it's oh. the whole thing. It was great. It says everything you've been saying about this country was confirmed. The fact that the U.S. is a police state where the government controls every aspect of your life. In the documentary, they talked about sodomy being illegal and oral sex as well which is part of sodomy, by the way, for those who don't understand what that means. Also, if the government suspects you of drug trafficking, they have the right to ram your house doors down and create all the mayhem that you uh, used to seeing on TV without any warrant. And they uh, spoke of a case where the police made a mistake, raided the house of a preacher, gave him a heart attack. He died. They said, oops, sorry, wrong house. Sorry. And it goes on, and they showed countries like Canada, especially Vancouver, where they have the Cannabis Café, and people are allowed to smoke and eat cannabis, and the Canadian police were interviewed, and they basically said, who cares what's the big deal, and the same about prostitution, et cetera, and so on. Maybe they should have gone to Amsterdam and found out what the real world is all about. But, hey, you know, people are conditioned. That's the way it works. They condition people into accepting a police state, hassling people, harassing people, which is why we're smoking weed in here today, by the way will have no effect on your homocysteine level, so we're going to be locking the door in about 1230 and uh, smoking a few numbers near A few, several.
4: I bet you Tommy brought his bong.
0: There you go. 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. You think he shaves his bong?
6: Mornings on 560 WQAM will never be the same. Starting this Monday, it's the Sonny Fox and Greg Budel Happy Hour Review. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Only on 560 WQAM. Premium beer. You've downed a red dog. You've chugged a red wolf. Now open your mouth and wrap your lips around a
1: red cock. Red cock's foamy head will leave you breathless. Red cock goes down easy, and it's never hard on your throat. So reach into that box and wrap your fingers around a long neck red cock. You can shake it and spray it all over. Remember, you can't beat
6: a red cock. Just look for the label with the big red pecker on the front. It's
0: 1143 at 560 WQM. The Hank Goldberg Show out at the uh, Dolphin uh, Camp. How do you like that? You ready for that? Are you ready? No. Well, he's coming on anyway, 2 o'clock. Well, it's to get you prepared for the big draft tomorrow. Are you ready? Ready for the big draft? No. And then we got talking baseball, Donnie B at 6 o'clock, 6.30, the Marlins and the uh, Phillies with a pregame show. Are you ready for – I won't even ask. Here is uh, South Miami. Hello.
8: Hello, Neil.
9: Yes?
8: Neil, how are you? I have three things I want to comment on. About
9: three weeks ago, we were talking about – who we think might be fags or not. Uh-huh. How about those people when you go like into a pretty high-class store like Saks Fifth Avenue or something? They always look kind of queerish to me, you know?
0: In Saks? Yeah,
9: they come to you help you like, can I help you? And you're like, get yeah. away from me, you faggot. Mm-hmm. You know? Second thing, I shave my asshole.
0: Yeah, maybe that's why it's showing. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Davy. Hello.
1: Hey Neil, how you doing?
0: Okay, sir.
1: I'll tell you the comprehension of some of the people is unbelievable. What they said on the um on the news report on the, the show about the guy with the money, the, the defense of uh, the Panthers tried to show where the puck went all the way through the other places in Pittsburgh and everything else. Yeah. And so what the defense did was they rebutted by showing that those boards were tight to the post. The way that the, they didn't say anybody moved the board at the Panthers. Yeah. They just said that the way that it was, it was uh, tilted forward, and the jury, when they called for the evidence, they made the determination that the puck couldn't have gone through. Furthermore, in other
0: words, it was tilted and it stopped the puck, which means they probably used it in goal a part of the year.
1: Well, we needed in goal. Yeah. And then the other thing was that they, they were uh, dissecting the rules, and it doesn't say it didn't say anywhere in the rules that the puck must go all the way through and cross the line only that it must go into that hole at some, to some degree.
0: Mm-hmm. So that was
1: the whole big thing. I but. say
0: give the guy the money and cut the crap already.
1: What's, what's it?
0: Just, just over the aggravation they gave him, but because I was there, and they, they're they all jumping up and down, you won, you won, and they're screaming on the PA system. Well, oh, they showed all
1: that. They right. showed that on TV. It was right.
0: unbelievable. So I think uh, if they put you through that, then they got to give you the million. Okay? I agree with you. As opposed to saying, oops, we made a mistake, uh, you lose.
1: Have a great weekend.
0: And you too. Give them the effing money, okay, Wayne, you cheap prick? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the, again, what they ought to do is give like an IOU and say, when Greg Reed gives us the money from, uh, the Marlins from last year, then we'll give you. When he gives us the two million, we'll give you half of it. That's our poll question, by the way. Who's going to get the money first? The guy who shot the puck through the, uh, thing there in the contest, or, uh, is Wayne going to get the money from Greg Reed? <laughs> Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
4: Hey, how you doing, Neil?
0: Okay, sir. You
4: Neil, know, uh, this is, like, I guess it's a puzzling question to me. I was just pondering this. You
11: know,
0: they say, you know, drip. They say what? Yeah, okay. Five six seven pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I guess the puzzle will continue, sir. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Yeah, I
4: heard uh, Christina this morning.
0: Yeah, you're the one? I'm the one. And?
4: It was a pretty, pretty bad suck job.
8: And he endorses uh, Goldie. He- to uh, take over the reins.
0: Absolutely unacceptable. I mean, you know, he did he did an adequate job under difficult circumstances filling in there. They don't yeah. need to be training and bringing somebody, and they need to bring in somebody who's experienced, who really understands the game and can make it exciting, not just uh, some uh, yeah. beginner, some punk.
8: Yeah, that's right. But, he, you know, they played about two minutes of all his highlights, you know, of a crazy, you know, the rat deck Oh, no, all
0: are stuff. you serious?
8: Yeah, he, they played about two minutes of it. You know, oh. and I, I just about Mike turned style, Jr.? I wanted yeah, that's right. And you know, you know, he said it's the greatest job in the world down here and um you know, he's sorry to leave it, but uh you know, he, he got
0: to move on, he said. So, yeah. But then, I, I you know, think I think it was mutual too, by the way. I think <laughs> it was like, uh, "Oh, you're leaving, Chris. Well, we will pack your sandwich." Well, I, I'm glad to see him go cuz every time I listen to the game He'd never give the score before he'd go to a break, and that used to drive me nuts. If he'd never a give the score. He store, would never describe the action, but other than that, he was scintillating.
8: Yeah, I mean, you go to the store to get something, you know, at the store real quick, or something. You want to hear the hear what the score of the game is? Yeah. He'd go to a break, and you know, you'd be sitting in the parking lot waiting to come back on just to
0: try to find out the score. I never liked him. I hope he never gets another job. Okay, thanks. Thanks for the good news. I'll pass it along. Hope you never get another job. The guy said, Chris. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. We got six hundred open lines here. For a minute, there a little about half an hour ago. I thought we actually had this audience on crank here today, but little did we know. Although we should have known, but little did I know. Miami Lakes, hello. Chris sucks. And- yeah. Okay. Here's my last call today. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
7: Hello, Neil. Yes. Got your Spanish lesson for the day.
0: Okay. That's it. That's the end of our calls for the day. Been nice being with you. And this guy was telling me before that's the one thing I'll defend Christina Moran, the fact that he was on there here in the uh, between noon and two every day he said he was begging for calls. Why shouldn't he be? I heard Hank the other day uh, when he was out there at Chula's no calls and this is like two days before the draft, two or three days before the draft. On the draft uh six station. That's uh that's this town. I'm not gonna change it. I can't manipulate it. I've been trying for a hundred years here, it's never gonna change. One deadhead after another. They're just like a uh, an endless string of deadheads. They bring them in from parts of the world that haven't been invented, that haven't been discovered yet. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. And as far as the Panther people, you know, I remember last, it was in February, I think, when that whole brouhaha started over the coach's show with the spokesman. And it's been the same ever since I've been on the air here. The only exception was when all the front-running phonies jumped on the bandwagon three years ago when they had the big playoff run. Then all of a sudden, everybody was on the bandwagon. That's all they wanted to talk about. We were playing the song with Joe Lynn, We Love You, you know, all that crap. But uh, I I couldn't drum up any conversation about it. Then there's no interest. There is no interest. So what's the point? I mean, Chris Moore even is about as much of a piece of news as my little dog. (coughs) dropped a very small one in my front room this morning, okay? They're they're on a a par with each other. That's how much these people care. They don't give a crap. It's not a part of their lives. They have no interest, no comprehension, no understanding, no interest. They're busy shaving each other's balls, okay? Don't you understand? Don't you get it? Uh Uh-huh. Here's a mobile in Miramar. Hello.
8: Hey, Neil. How you doing?
0: Okay, sir. I wanted to mention about your blood test you were taking. Yes. I had high uh, triglycerides. And uh, what happened was they came to my house and did a little blood test for life insurance policy. Uh-huh. So it was a little high, and I said, let me go get a physical because I was turning 40 years old. Mm-hmm.
4: Went get did a physical, and they took the test again, and I, it was up to 800.
0: Jesus Christ.
4: I, I said, wait a minute. So the doctor right away prescribed me some medicine to bring it down. Well, I was in the Keys at the time. So I, when I got back, I said, wait a minute, I don't want to just all of a sudden get on this medicine for no reason. Let's take it the third time and see what's going on. So I did not take the medicine. I went back, took it the third time. It came out as a 90 reading. So it was like a little over 100 or 150, up to 800, down to 90. Yeah. Uh, and she faxed me saying, good job, the medicine is working, you're, you're back in line. I said, wait a minute, I'm not taking the medicine. I waited for this third test to just see. So I went ahead and went to see a cardiologist, and I did the stress test, did everything, and uh,
8: and he just called me the other day, and for the fourth test, he, he had me go to Memorial Hospital <laughs> take the fourth test Yeah. because the other tests were at a, a, a lab, but the results could have been, you know, bad because yeah. of the, where they was getting taken. So yeah. he, said, he said the fourth test were fine. So, well, so I'm happy for it, says, sir.
0: I'm glad everything turned out okay, but I have no doubts about the veracity of these test results. I have a homo problem. I have to bring my homo levels down a little bit. One thing to be a homo, that's okay, but too much of a homo is no good. 567-0560, pound 560 on the AT. So what did that guy just say anyway? Were you paying any attention? Delray Beach, hello. Hey,
5: Neil. Yes,
0: sir.
11: Hey,
5: I was listening to manage yesterday after you were done. And- All right. <laughs> exactly. and uh there was some guy that called him Bill. I guess he called manager's show quite a bit. Well,
0: that's the Walker. That's Richard. That's not Bill. I heard that I went to the post office, I got back in the car and there's Richard from the uh, A1 Escort, that's right from the uh, male prostitute place
5: and he was hawking a tonic about uh, the about Marlins getting yeah. no campaign,
0: no, why they let him on here on this station. This station's got the worst screeners on the other shows on here. they, they let all these chronic people on all the time. How could that guy be uh, on this uh, station? And I just wanted to
5: say... With all Richard,
0: your the walker, I'm on to you, Richard, okay? How about using your real name, okay? While you're not out there walking Biscayne Boulevard for whatever dregs may be left over. Okay, Richard, you pervert,
5: Neil, what you I wanted faggot. To say, Go he ahead. Might, he might be all the above, but uh, it, what There's I wanted to say was... Manage did shoot him down, and I know that uh, Manage is your friend and everything, but this will never
0: be No, I heard. I heard what he said. He said he's had been ambivalent about it, et cetera, and so on, but he was talking, to, if you heard earlier his comments, about how John Henry isn't going to get a stadium, it's very unlikely, and about how he's going to lose $10 million, and about how what he must be thinking now of his brilliant investment.
5: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I there isn't going to be
0: any support in this town for one dime of tax money going to a build a stadium, in addition to which, if you'll remember, John Henry said, I mean, a lot of people say a lot of things, but he said while he was trying to buy the team that he would hope that he'd get some assistance uh, in, in building a stadium, but if not, he was prepared to buy the team and to build a dome stadium. Remember that? I
5: agree. That's yeah. what I, he said. I, so I if he's care.
0: prepared, put up or shut up. That's what I say. I don't,
5: it wouldn't and, and you know they,
0: something? Even if they do build a dome stadium, they're still not going to drop flies, and they're still going to lose their ass.
5: Right. I don't care if they build the uh, Roman Coliseum. And I got the, there. the
0: news for you, Richard the Walker that you're talking about. He couldn't afford to sit in the bleachers. Okay.
5: But what about the tea rooms and the
0: west one? You'll see him there.
5: Okay, I'm out Say of Say hi. Train.
0: Okay, give him a big kiss. Say Peter Clayton says hi. Remember Peter? <laughs>
5: five
0: six seven oh five sixty. Remember that Peter Peter pumpkin eater? Well, this was Peter Clayton <laughs> eater. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT&T wireless line. True story. Here's uh, Davy. Hello.
1: Hey, Neil. How you doing?
0: Okay, sir.
9: I um, was at South Beach the other day, and I walked into a coffee shop down there, and uh, a bunch of the guys that were working there, which, I mean, I'm not a, a, a fag basher or a homophobic or anything like that, but these guys were so weird. I mean, it was just, oh, uh, it made you disgusting, you know? I would say the same thing for a guy who's Mr. Macho Man. You know, too much of anything is bad. What do you think, Neil?
0: What do I think about why?
8: About, you know,
9: these I these think leaders. I think you ought
0: to stay away from South Beach. If you don't want to find uh, a ostentatious, gaudy queens. then probably stay away from South Beach. That, that's my suggestion. What do I think? In other words, don't you agree? Wouldn't you agree with me? Uh, no. No. I don't go to South Beach. How about you, sir? What were you looking for there? Were you looking for some muscle-bound uh, boys? Is that what it was? I mean, now that Johnny Versace is gone, you know, the uh, coast ought to be clear. There ought to be a better pickings. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the uh, AT and T wireless line. Oh boy, we got a crowd today, or what? We huh? yeah. got a crowd. Uh, uh. Man, must be my homocysteine acting up again. A lot of people in the audience after that blood test result. come in. see? We always told you that Neil had a homo problem, and I must confess, you were right. I have got a homo problem. God dang it. Chris,
9: thanks for being with us.
6: Well, first off, uh, Defoe, i got to thank Donnie Brennan. If I ever need a resume tape put together, I'm going to call <laughs> Donnie B. That was pretty nice.
1: Hey, Chris, this uh, this will be, your, I guess, your last game uh, tomorrow night. And, you know, it's amazing. You're here from the start. Tomorrow night be your last game. And all that little pud Barry Jackson wants to do is, like, see who likes you and doesn't like you. That's real nice. I mean, it's just a real good media stuff that he's writing about. Uh, I didn't see it. I, I don't know, you know. Why would you talk to him? He sits and rips you. He's... he's you talk about a guy that's ripped you for six years.
6: Yeah, I
9: know it. But you know, a lot of people She's rip just gonna you. a lot of people walk. rip you for six years. What are you gonna do? You know, yeah. that's part of the business. If you don't want to take the heat, get out of the kitchen and and uh you know, I, I'm
6: real happy with the way the six years went and I'm real happy with uh, you know, the job and, and the people I worked with and uh and almost everything about it. So, you know, the people that, that uh uh choose to criticize or make it, you know, make it part of the
9: the fun of it, uh, you know, that's up to them. There's nothing you can do about that. And, and, uh,
6: um, you know, every decision I made was a decision I made because I thought I was doing the best thing. So that's all you can do. As long as you, you know, you think it out and think that your style is a style that is,
9: uh, uh, gonna be fun to listen to and gonna be, uh, enjoyable to listen to, regardless of the outcome of the game. That's all you can do, and, and uh, everybody has a right to write their opinion outside of that.
6: You inspired a lot of
9: people uh, and brought them to the uh, radio airwaves with your calls during that Stanley Cup run, which was phenomenal. What was that experience like for you, Chris? Oh, clearly, you know, Defoe was the most fun I had. I mean, uh, inspired there's nothing like it, and that building, you know, really was you conducive to broadcasts, uh, not, not conducive to a lot of other good what things, a but, but up job we it. were all together and in there tight, and um you know there're just uh, We could anybody can tell to you nice up to Jose it's
2: real nice to know but
9: and obviously goldie and uh in terms of a, know, doing interviews now the building is, is very uh you know it's cordoned off it's separate you know every everything goes on in a certain little area That's and
3: right you now. don't see
9: the people you used to see in terms of uh um you know just interaction day to day uh it was much more of a Family type atmosphere back then. You know, we were sort of a little cult team, and we, uh, we, we. Uh, the people that liked us liked us, and we all uh, sort of hung out together. And we all had to make that long drive down to Miami Arena, and then well, we we're all in one little place. Now that it's, was. it's different. So everything about working down there at that time uh, really was perfect. It was the perfect place to to start a franchise in a small building and and uh, loud building and, and great enthusiasm. It was
4: great fun. Now,
5: let's go through these guys that you work with now, because you got the absolute wacko case now in Moeller, but you go back, Moynihan, yeah. when it started, and then you, the went, to, Ranger. And then you went to
0: Chevrier, and now Moeller. How about these guys that uh, you've worked with over the six years? All
6: different guys, you know, and all all great. I mean, really, you know, Moyni, was, Moyni, Moyni, <laughs> Moyni was, he had some classics. The that best was, fun, was the yeah. call-ins afterwards when people would ask him stuff about the game. If he didn't know, he'd just say, I, I, I wasn't important. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you. Uh, kill
0: it, Tom. I can't tell you. What a suck-up job that oh, was. Oh, God. This is the same guy that talked about how these guys were incompetent had no business doing a coaching show, couldn't interview the spokesman, and just ripped them an ass, and about how they nasty. Well, it's a good thing, you see, because uh, I've been here 15 and a half months now, and now they're not so nasty anymore. So maybe they maybe they learned their lesson. Maybe they stopped trying to be like me and be a son of a bitch, and now they just want to be a bunch of suckholes, okay? Because God Almighty, what a suck-up job that was. Man, it's got nothing to do with making decisions, okay? Making decisions. Either you've got it or you don't have it. And, Chris, you don't have it. You suck. You're embarrassing. And then uh, Defoe getting on there, building up all the excitement. How can you build up excitement when you're not describing what's going
11: on? Build up excitement my ass. What did this man
0: ever say that raised the enthusiasm level besides screaming hysterically and incoherently out of nowhere after mumbling, "mum dumps down, dumps down, like that, you know. That's how you call a game? No. Any sport? No. No. Dumps down. That's what I'm ready to do right now, dump down my leg, just like at the Eaton Center. Dump down on the floor after hearing that, after hearing that suck job from those three turds. You know something that makes me even angrier with Defoe? You just Let me know next time he comes running around this joint talking about Hank, okay? Hank has got his thing, you know, he's just like all the rest of us. He's far from perfect. We all have our imperfections. But the Hank Goldberg show is heads and shoulders above that morning show, okay? I'm not saying Hank never kisses any cottage cheese ass, because he's been known to do that on occasion, but to make a comparison between the Hank Goldberg show and this, uh, ass sucking fest in the morning, that was, that was disgusting, nauseating. And then to hear Gildy and it, twerping his way to,
2: oh, now these guys, you walked in on the, uh, bad the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: God, dump down, right <laughs> down your leg, right on your shoe. Yeah. Now on the other foot. Thank you. God almighty.
11: What a suck up job that was.
0: That's right, little dog. How, how could a guy like him, you know, an ex-jock who used to shower with the guys, turn into such a suck hole, you know? Is it that big head? Could that, could that be the reason? Uh huh. I always thought he was a pretty good guy, little dog, you know, but what a, maybe it's working with the other two that's uh, turned him into that. Because every now and then, in the past, he used to be the one—the one guy you could count on might like step, you know, step out of line here because he wasn't on the payroll for the spokesman and the Baldy, et cetera. And you could count on him maybe to. Uh, but I remember shortly after that whole episode last year, he goose-stepped right into line, changed his tune real fast. Here's Boynton Beach, hello.
4: Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. I want to tell you, I agree with you with this, uh, Chris Moore. What a jerk. I don't understand how this guy can get on. And not only that, you talk about the first team. I mean, I want to tell you, I tried listening to them once yeah. for a week. And now
0: How long were you in the hospital after huh? that?
4: I mean, these guys have no credibility. Yeah. I mean, anything they say, you can't believe. And you're exactly right. They towed a company line. They were afraid to say anything controversial. They were afraid to say somebody's not playing, you know, up to what their expectations. I mean, everything is kiss this, kiss that. And then you got Mount Rushmore head. All he wants to do is find out who's getting laid.
8: Right, that's what their right. sex
4: life is all about. That's right. Okay? And
8: it, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, it's to the point. I listen to. to suck. Right. Yeah, I listen to Rick and Fudd, and if they go on vacation, I'm so desperate, I'd turn on Ranieri. I'd rather well, hear
0: Ooga I, Booga than those no guys. I'm, I'm with you.
4: I mean, it's it's crazy. Ooga Booga. Yeah. Hey, listen, one other thing. Yeah. Something you haven't played in a long time. Okay. Slam Dunkin' Donuts. All right. Okay? You be gotten it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Squirt, squirt. Oh, there's Ranieri doing his squirt, squirt. Ooga Booga. 5670560 oh, pound 560 on the mobile one. Line. I mean, you know, they can put on whoever the hell they want. They want to kiss his ass cuz he's going away, you know. And then probably Monday after he's out of town, then they'll be telling you the real truth about how he sucked. Now they won't do that. They don't have the balls to say that. To let a guy come in there, and I realize he was directed to do it, but nevertheless, he didn't have to go out of his way to make the extra comments about they were unqualified to do the coacher show, and they were this, and they were that, and then they still bring him on there and suck up to him. That's the epitome of having no self-respect, those three in the morning. No self-respect, none, zero, zippity doodah. Shame on you three.
11: Are you getting a message? No.
0: Here's Miami. Hello.
8: Hey, Nia, how are you doing? Okay, sir. Long time, first time. Uh, Neil, I've been listening to your show the past couple of hours, and I'm surprised that uh, no one has called in to talk about the retirement of the Great One. I wanted to get your uh, thoughts on that.
0: I, I talked about it earlier. There's been no comment about that. I saw the uh, last part of the Ottawa game last night. I saw that unbelievable. And even as much as I can't stand Gretzky, it was a very emotional thing. I even taped it. I watched it again this morning, and it went on and on. He came out for like about four curtain calls there. They wouldn't let him leave. It was, it was uh, spectacular. It was great.
8: It really was, but I wanted to I wanted to know Maybe why. Maybe there's it...
0: not one call. and You want to know why there wasn't one call? If Wayne Gretzky walked into their house right now, there aren't five people in this audience who would even know who he was. That's right. Even with the number 99, even if they had the uniform on, they still wouldn't know who he was. That's how much of a hockey town this is.
8: Yeah, you may have a point there. But I want to know why you couldn't tell him. I know you call him needle nose and everything I, else. He
0: just always used to kill the Leafs. You know, that's, that's the way it is. When players that kill your team, you just uh, develop a dislike for him. Yeah, that's true. Plus, plus, I didn't like the fact that he was such a pussy, you know. He never could take a hit. Every time he'd get hit, he'd put his hand over his helmet, you know, that pansy helmet he wears, and he'd go off to the bench. He, I, I, he was a dirty player, but but he could dish it out, but he never could take a hit. And, and, the, and most of the teams would stand around and watch him, and they wouldn't hit him. And every time I'd see him playing in a game like when – the Rangers would come down here. I'd be screaming, hit him! Somebody, hit! you know, you know what I'm saying. But there's no question he's one of the four or five greatest uh, whoever played the game. Four
8: or five? You yeah. wouldn't say you wouldn't say one?
0: No, I'd say Bobby Orr. I would say Mario Lemieux and Gordy Howe and uh, Wayne Gretzky. But definitely Bobby Orr, number one.
8: But to see that he had more assists than the Mexican.
0: yeah, but Bobby Orr retired at the age of 30 because they messed up his knee. I mean, and was a defenseman. Oh yeah, they're never going to break a lot of Wayne's record. There's no question.
8: I saw a tribute they had on him on Sports, and, and I couldn't believe that uh, they actually showed a, uh, an image where he dropped his gloves. I, I It was when he played with Edmonton. I couldn't believe it. I had never seen
0: I anything mean, like that. Look too. at it close because you won't see it again. You know what I'm saying? And by the way, ESPN is going nuts starting on Sunday night at 9 until Monday at 7 o'clock. They're doing 22 hours of tribute to Gretzky, so we get plenty of, uh, see plenty of the old uh, clips.
8: Yeah, I got a shameless
0: request. Yes, sir. Uh,
8: that bit you have about the woman obsessing over the big deck.
0: Okay.
4: All right. Thanks a lot. And have a great day.
0: Goodbye, Wayne Gretzky. Oh, there you go. Huh, there's another one. So many people are going on. Goodbye, Chris Moran. Oh, boy. Boca Brian be busy all weekend long. Wondering, about well, what am I going to do? Tom Chauvin's dead. They don't know me. They may not know you, but i sure the first three cuts on this new uh, number 105 on satellite comedy are all, uh, got a BB on them, as in Booker Brian, Birdbrain. You're not gonna miss any meals, Booker. Just calm down and uh, stop being so goddamn depressing. Depressing.
2: The timeline passes off to the top of the key, taken by Julius. He drives. Stop! Oh my! What an electrifying one-handed windmill jam! Is...
10: Ha! This is the doctor, and when I want a fast break from the
6: usual breakfast routine, there's only one place for me: Slam Dunkin' Donuts. Check out the all-star lineup. They got Dale Dawkins' chocolate thunder donuts. Will Chamberlain, finger rolls, and even Moses Malone, one-handed jam-filled donuts. Mm, mm.
2: Hey Doc, how about a box and one to go?
6: Yeah, baby, and give me a cup of coffee.
2: Small one, medium one, or a large one.
6: A large one. But no Kareem, please.
2: Ow, that's bad.
6: So make your best move to slam Dunkin' Donuts. We shove our food in your face.
2: Wow, what a
6: nice dash.
2: I love his deck. It's so big. I think mine's bigger. I've seen your deck. It's not bigger. When did he show you his deck? Over at his house? I was on his deck. You rode his deck? It was before your deck. Your deck is thicker. My deck was pretty firm then. You had a rock-hard deck. It's softer now. When were you on his deck? One summer.
8: For how long? Did you enjoy it?
2: At the time.
8: But my deck's bigger.
2: What is it with you guys
7: and your deck? How many decks have you been on? On... Does it matter?
8: You just can't get enough
7: deck, can you? Yours is the biggest and the best, okay?
6: How much do you love my deck?
7: Oh, let me kiss
2: it. I'm going to kiss your deck.
6: Oh, yeah. Kiss my deck, baby. And stroke
2: it. Ah, rub my deck. This is really kinky.
1: What? I've never seen a woman climb on another man's deck and rub his hard deck and stroke his worm
2: deck. Does it turn you on? You never did that to my deck. I love his deck. Ooh, yeah, baby, suck my deck. Mmm, mmm. Ooh, yeah, love my deck, deck sucker. Ouch, oh. What? Splinter. Just swallow. Never. Spit it out.
6: <laughs> Girls love big hard decks on a man. Girls don't like tiny, rough decks. Big, thick decks. Available at Dick's Decks. See your yellow pages.
0: Twelve seventeen at 560 WQM. But by the way, I just found out. Just somebody faxed me some very interesting information. You want to know why Joe Costello decided to shave his nuts? Had nothing to do with his girlfriend. Joe Costello will be hosting the auto racing show tomorrow and every Saturday, 6 to 7 a.m. on his show. Guess, uh, guess who we heard shaves his nuts? Rumor. Jeff Gordon. How do you like that? Well, it's just a rumor. But we'll talk about monkey see, monkey uh, shave. On believable. Then who was the, who was the other one? Was it Clarence? Just a trim. Clarence, uh, no razor. Talk about impressionable people. Heard about the conversation we had here yesterday because Joe Costello shaves his nuts, and then we found out Tommy shaves his, and Carlos shaves his, and this one, and all these guys here in the building shave their nuts. So uh, Clarence. Not wanting to be left out, I guess. Odd man out. He went home and just uh, kind of gave it a trim. And his nuts, too.
2: Don't cut! Don't cut! Don't, don't! Please!
6: Boy!
0: at 560 WQAM. Here's a mobile in Boynton Beach. Hello?
6: Hello, Neil?
0: Yes, sir.
8: Uh, what is it that you have against black people?
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Here's a Hollywood. Hello? That fits right in. Hollywood. Yes.
4: Neil. Yes. I wonder if it's feasible to build a hockey goal made out of plastic lucite that you could put neon inside so when the goal and in the whole frame of the goal would light up.
0: Yeah, there you go. We could use that.
4: And think of my work.
0: And and have a nice day. Oh boy. 5670560. We got 600 open lines for you here. No waiting. 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Were we talking about black people today? No. Not that I can recall until that uh, jackball called a second ago. Maybe you answered your own question, sir. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay.
5: Uh, sad day in the world of hockey. Uh, this Wayne Gretzky thing is kind of no. Upset.
0: I'm not sad at all.
5: Why not? I mean, he's it's a great big, role. no. It's it's a I
0: hate him like poison. It's a big story, but it's not sad. I mean, you know, well, he's uh, going, than, he, He's not going out like a clown, like a lot of guys do. Right. He's going out while he still, you know, had a good sure. year, sure. and uh, that's the way to do it.
5: Right, but you got to. These guys
0: like, that hang on and hang on, like Stan Musial did. I mean, you know, Ted Williams left at the top of the game. Stan Musial hung around way after his welcome was worn out when he was finished. You know, right.
5: but Wayne Gretzky still has a lot to offer the game and a lot to offer any team. That wants to sign them, I and you know the the game is going to suffer because now you got guys, you know, you still got. But, but three you, gotta in, to you
0: wonder, got to understand, just like Mario. I mean, Mario also had the Hodgkin's disease, but a lot of these players don't want to continue because of what the game has become clutch and grab clutch and grab the great players can't really do what they're capable of doing and it's really killing the game and of course gary bettman and all these other guys they they're sit back like they're constipated they don't get it and you know they want they wanted to increase the scoring this year so instead of getting rid of that stupid toe and the crease rule which uh, brian murray by the way is one of the great proponents of that they leave it in there can you imagine how many more goals we'd have in the league this year if they would have gotten rid of that stupid rule
5: sure but uh, you know, the one thing actually is watching ESPN and all the other shows. You're seeing all these uh highlights of Gretzky in the past, right. in the past, and they keep showing that one goal where they they knock the puck off, Alex skate, and release in 1993.
0: Well, I don't want to see it. Uh, I but can't you know what? It. They don't can't show. You know it.
5: You know what? They, they don't throw him show. spearing
0: Doug Gilmore. In exactly. The first game. Right they don't are they
5: don't say getting a five minute major for doing that. That's nothing right. And, and he winds up being get there in game, overtime and goal. scoring the winning sure. goal. That's
0: right. That sure. People wonder why I hate Wayne Gretzky. That because was he was it. a dirty player, but he couldn't take a hit himself. Yeah,
5: it was sad. That's, uh, that's the one thing I don't like about him. But anyway, let me ask you a question.
0: And then he banks in that goal off Dave Ellis' skate there right. in the uh, last game. Not right. to make me want to. But, but he always did that. He was a Leaf killer, one man wrecking crew. Sure. Let
5: me ask you a question. Where's a good place to watch a game? Now that Leafs are in the playoffs this year, where can
0: I go watch a good game? That bar over there by Pompano Park. What's it called? Yeah, the, uh, anything in Hollywood. Huh? In Hollywood? Yeah. Somebody will call in. Okay. I don't All know. Right. Somebody will call. All right. Okay. Somebody will call, eh? Those games will be on the CBC, eh? I mean, Christina Moore won't be doing a no playoff hockey, will she? No. No. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. I mean, talking, talking hockey in South Florida would be like talking about Halava at the North Pole. It would be like going to India and talking about uh, arroz con pollo. You know, I mean, what, what's the point? What is the point? Breaks my heart, tears my kishkis out, but it is never going to change. Unless, of course, maybe they'll bring a radio guy in here who will really make it exciting and really get people into it, like, you know, at a, at a really visceral level, as they say, and, like, uh, they'll want to know more about it. They'll really they'll really eat, live, and breathe it and sleep it. Here's a mobile in Davy. Hello.
11: Hi, Daniel. How are you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, Hollywood Ale House.
10: Uh, uh, what is that? Uh, Oakwood Plaza?
0: Oh, I have no idea. Where's that?
10: It's on uh, it's right off of 95 between Sheridan and Sterling. It spans the entire mile length of okay. that road.
0: Okay, well, there he goes.
10: There you go. Thanks. And uh, to all the hockey fans, all two of them, go Panthers. There's
4: always next year.
0: Yeah, okay. Always next year. Excellent. Uh whatever that means, 5670560, oh, Pump 560 on the mobile one line. There's always next year, baby. Just like they said last year, there's always next year. And now that was this year, but tomorrow that's all over with. Am I going to be there tomorrow night? No. Whoever I gave the tickets to, enjoy, have a great time, if that's possible. Anybody want my tickets for tomorrow night's game? Oh, I want to give them away. Sorry. Here's a mobile in North Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh Listen, I think you're helping these guys on the first team in the morning. You know Why? Keep talking about them. And the people that are calling in to complain about them,
11: they're yep. the ones
0: that are listening so that they can call in and, and, and talk to you. And? I think you're helping them. Stop right. it. Great. <laughs> well, I, I, what do you mean stop it? They're costing me bonus. Every time that the other shows on this station don't do well on the ratings, it costs me bonus money. I'm doing my oh, part. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it's it's part of our bonus. We have a bonus for our own rating, and then there's a secondary bonus for how the overall station does with it.
4: The, oh, the they want to help them. Oh, oh, that's good. It, that's right. Know, get, that's right. There's a message to my man.
0: Just tune that <laughs> thing in and leave it on. That's right. There's
4: one more thing. I want to sum up the draft. Yes, sir. Dolphins pick Eric Gomero.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, oh, I'm so glad this guy called. I was thinking coming to work yesterday morning. They were back on that draft garbage again, of course. And I was thinking of that day that the faceless, voiceless, personalityless Joe Zagaki. Joe Zagaki
2: sucks, okay?
0: Okay. Uh, on iod i'm sitting there that day and remember in those days they used to interrupt even during the week they'd interrupt the show like at noon and at various times during the day for these reports from dolphin camp and breathless and i can remember the day hearing joe zagacki's voice come through that little speaker saying and eric Kumoro is going to
11: line up for the dolphins and i thought yeah anybody seen eric kumaro lately no I mean, let's stop, stop,
0: stop with the insanity, okay? Get a freaking life. Sports nerds and the idiots that they feed. Yeah, I'm writing a book. You know, Halberstam wrote about the sports casters, Sports nerds.
11: Like, there's yeah,
0: there's a good one. I mean, how you ask yourself, you look at him on TV with a face that even a mother could hate like poison, and with with just a total, with that bland, dull sound of his, that 60-cycle tone. And you wonder, how can this man be on the air? How is this possible? Here's a man who owes points in the personality column. He's a broadcaster? Is he a... No. But see, that makes me a bad guy, because I'm not part of this fraternity where they all suck each other's ass, you know. Like them going on, like uh, Christina this morning about how they were all great. John Moynihan. John Moynihan was great.
11: John Moynihan.
0: Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello,
9: Neil. How are you? Great. Got to ask you if you saw that great interview between Rimjob Job and uh, Bill Torrey the other night. No. Well. Torrey had just gone on ranting and raving about how much improvement they're going to do in the off season. I and saw him
0: interviewing to... uh, BM, the spokesman. I didn't see uh, Bill no, Torrey. No, he
9: interviewed Bill Torrey just before the game that, unfortunately, you had to attend. Anyways, he went on and on, and they're going to bring in this guy, and they're going to go after this
4: guy, and they're going to make internal he, moves. Now,
0: ex- he mentioned names?
4: No, he didn't. But no. He said, you know, we're going to do internal moves, and we're going to do external moves. And Job takes a look at Torrey, and he says to him, and I swear to God he says this, do you think you're going to be active in the free agent market? And Torrey had gone on for 10 minutes about how active they're going to be this summer. Mm-hmm. Torrey's just staring at Rimmer going, is there a brain inside that maybe, head? Maybe,
0: he was, maybe Rimmer was nodding off during his, uh, you know.
4: Any chance you have
9: that Joe Bowen call of Nikolai Borishevsky's goal over the Red Wings?
0: I, I don't, uh, I never had that. I have uh, Bob Cole's call of that goal, which was very weak, by the way.
9: Well, the Joe Bowen call is the best call he ever made.
0: No, I, I, I well, I, I can't single one out. I mean, every call he makes is spectacular, which is hard to say. But uh, I don't have that one. I remember on the Doug Gilmore call on the uh, overtime goal against St. Louis in the playoffs in the first game.
5: When he circled around Cudor. Right, when was he was well behind
0: done. the net and he went one way and went the other way. Now, Bob Cole, because the crowd went so nuts and the CBC uses more crowd noise, I mean, you couldn't hear Rob Cole at all. But Joe Bowen's call on that was, uh, was spectacular. I have that somewhere.
4: Well, Joe, Joe Bowen tells the story that he was at Joe Lewis Arena, and you know there their press box is right in the middle of the stands.
0: Yeah.
9: And these guys were screaming at him all game how bad the Leafs were. Yeah. And then when Borshevsky scored the goal, he leaned into some Red Wings' ear and just started screaming bloody hell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would
4: definitely try and get back but the fan in Toronto plays it all the time.
0: Okay, I'll get it. Alrighty. Thanks. That's okay. my good buddy Joe. He's the best, baby. Made
4: a good play to follow the
6: play. Now a long shot. Krabber knocks it away. Gets it ahead
2: at center for Perel To the line with a shot. Score! Get it, Perot from the blue line. It's one nothing Toronto.
0: I mean, he's no Chris Moore, you know. 27 past noon at 560 QM. I'll tell you, Jeff Cohen ain't no uh, Chris Moore either, thank God. He's a real man, a real guy with a ponytail. I was thinking yesterday, you know, ponytails I always thought were kind of like a fay thing, but all the guy, I, people I know with ponytails are like uh, real men, like Woody Graber, Jeff Cohen. Tommy, well, we don't know about that.
6: I don't do my job as well when I'm constipated. I got a little
2: thing in my pocket. It's my leg a can not say what it is on the radio, but it's uh, long and tense. found out it's power back when I... Imagine yourself. All right. Now lately, 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 I've been going back to my roots, been going back to old Rosie. My girl gave me the boo. Touching yourself. <laughs> 'Cause I sin against Jesus, but in my book ain't nothing wrong with some personal squeezing. The Lord hates them then I should come join the flock and praise. I don't go blind from always touching my It the Lord in the
0: I guess if it goes to church, it probably a uh... 1234 at uh, 560 WDQAM. It's a lot cheaper than putting money in there. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a fax from Rick, by the way. says, I did not watch the report on ABC last night, but it sounds familiar. A few months ago, I saw a report also on ABC about the U.S. government's attitude toward marijuana as opposed to the permissive attitude in Europe and Canada. Eh? The reporter interviewed our Doug czar, uh, drug czar, Dung czar, Barry McCafferty, who stated the only reason people use marijuana is for the effect the reporter said, when I come home from work, I have a glass or two of scotch because it gives me a buzz and helps me to unwind, yet alcohol is legal. The drugs are responded, if you're drinking scotch in order to get a buzz, then you have a problem. Needless to say, I've never been more proud to be an American. Not, nah, says Rick. That's right. We know that nobody drinks scotch to get a buzz. They drink it because it tastes so good. <coughs> there you go. Bourbon, that tastes pretty good. Huh? Rye whiskey? (laughs) I say, don't drink it to get no buzz. That tastes good, man. Like tigers. Squirt, squirt. Stuff. And that non-alcoholic beer sure does sell, right? Oh, that's good. Not. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile online. We've got 600 open lines here, an hour and 25 minutes before Hank from Dolphin Camp. Come on, let's have some draft talk. Let's talk to some people who will not watch the draft, who will not listen to the draft, and couldn't give a flying crap less about the draft, huh? You think we'll get any of those today? No. No. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Neil. Yes, sir.
11: Now you listen to me, you bastard.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah you listen to me. You bastard. Did he say Jew bastard? Or, yeah, Jew bastard. Here's the mobile in Boynton Beach. Hello. Hey, how you doing? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Time to get some music out. We've had a pretty active week here all week. We don't want to overdo it. They don't want to overdo it. I got to work on my homo uh, cysteine problem. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir.
8: How you doing, Neil? Uh, Eric Kummerow. I know where he's at. Coaching T uh, t-ball for Pembroke Lakes.
0: Great. Good place for him.
8: <laughs> yeah, it is. He's, uh... Eric
0: Kummerow is going to line up for the Dolphins. All right. Oh, Let's wait. hear it. Oh. How do I Joe. Oh. He's one of
8: those t-ball Nazis. Run, run, run. Yeah. All right. Hey, could you play uh, a Nazi? Can you play one of God's smoke cannabis? Okay. Thank you, sir.
6: You got it. Bye-bye.
0: Yeah, they're all getting the weed out of today. Of course we've been smoking in here for the last uh, forty minutes. Nobody knows about it. You know, just keep it quiet. Keep it under your uh under your lid. Yeah, keep your lid under it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line as we search one more time for anybody with a brain, even with a little piece of a brain, anybody with something to say about anything in the world. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello.
11: You get
0: Yes sir.
1: It's amazing you've got to
9: work so hard to get a quality call. Quality
0: yeah. call? When did that come in?
9: Well, yeah, this is true, too. Listen, that drug
8: czar last night was so clueless. and uh,
9: actually, they had, the drug, John,
0: they had the drug czar again?
8: Yes. Yeah, Stossel was talking to him, and what he said to him was, well, listen, you know, when
1: I come home, i like to have a couple of vodkas to get a little buzz going. That's what I just got through that?
0: saying. That's what I just got through reading, sir. Have a nice life. Five six seven. What, what did I just get through reading off the fax, jackass? And he's talking about the rest of the callers. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile. Oh on, What does she want? What does this uh, thing want? Who me? Ellie Bruffer. Hello. Yeah. What do you want?
7: Too um, I... lady. <laughs> the magic moments of that show last night were um, the seventy-nine-year-old pornographer who was locked up. In uh, prison until he was 82. They confiscated $6 million worth of uh, sex toys and videos and destroyed his life.
0: I sure hope they had a good time with him.
7: Well, the federal agents were in those black masks, so you never know who they were. What was
0: that ridiculous piece that you wrote a few days ago in the paper? What was that? Oh,
7: I don't know, Neil. There were so many.
0: No, it's a big major piece. Oh, about the
7: the kosher sex rabbi? Oh,
0: the kosher sex rabbi. Come on. Boy. Everything is evil and Boy. you can't do this. No, 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 no. Boy. He's
2: exactly the opposite. Oh, no, oral sex everything is okay. Is, you, should is tell him, you should tell
0: him the last time that Neil checked, pork still ain't kosher, okay?
7: <laughs> but he was smoking a cigar.
0: They're good, good for him. I bet it wasn't from Nix.
7: Uh, <laughs> I
0: bet it was from something that rhymes with Nicks. <laughs>
7: the other thing is you were talking about Swifty Schindler the other day. Yeah. he. I believe he's alive. I interviewed him he last ca- he year. Called,
0: he, what, oh, S- did he call? Swifty Schindler? When do we ever call him that?
7: Well, that was his nickname when he was an Israeli freedom fighter. Really? Yeah.
0: He called in. He said he's busy playing with it all, I mean, the market all day.
7: <laughs> he's not a well man, but, uh, you know. He's got to
0: be at least 110. Somebody told him I was talking about it. He actually called in. I couldn't believe it.
2: Well, I said, see, if, he's,
0: if he's still alive, there's hope for the rest of us.
2: Everybody listens to you now. Uh-huh. No, they, mm-hmm. just,
0: they just put it down because they're lighting their loafers, you know. <laughs> Have a great day, Ellie.
7: Kiss, kiss.
0: And quit writing all that crap. <laughs>
7: I'll try.
0: Say hi to your tongue. Okay, that's the tongue lady, Ellie Brecher. She's okay. She's just too Jewish. 21 before uh, 1. 21 before 1? 21 before 1? I told you it was a long week, God damn it. Boy. Much more like this, I'm going to have to work up a vacation pretty soon.
2: Friday, you bastard. New on K9 Records, it's that Mexican chihuahua from the Taco Bell commercials, singing like you've never heard him before. Which, of course, you haven't heard him sing like this before, because this is the first time he's ever sung today's hot hit. Licking my butt and taking a nap. Oh, the sweetest thing The Taco Bell dog sings today's hot hit Gives you all the big hits you love sung by a little dog you can uh, put up with most of the time I like to bark So here I go again I'm gonna bark until a neighbor's call I like to bark So here I go again I'm gonna drive you up the wall That little Taco Bell dog has many moves And you'll hear him express them all right here Walking time Starts about the time That my bladder can't hold anymore. Ooh la wee, I gotta pee. Walking time. You better find the leash before I cut those right on your floor. Oh, I can't hold myself to hold it long. That's why your carpet smells so strong. Oh, you quiero take a pee. The Taco Bell dog sings today's hot hits. It's guaranteed to be hotter than that last big beef
0: burrito you ordered at the drive-thru. Don't
2: cut! Don't cut!
0: Don't! Please! 12.45 at 5.60. That's what I was screaming at Tiny this morning. Don't do it. It's too late. And uh, we got uh, 200 open lines. Five six seven pounds 5.60 on the mobile one line. We're doing heavy-duty draft talk today. There was that 11-year-old kid with a great arm from uh, Ypsilanti, Michigan, I think that the Dolphins ought to take a real long, close, hard look at. Here's, uh, Papano. Hello.
10: Hi, Neil. How you doing? It's Rob from Toronto. Yes, sir. How you doing, eh? I'm all right, eh? Listen, I can't comment on Chris, uh, what's his name? Chris Moore. Chris You heard him. Good. But, uh, going sound Toronto, like I, mood. you know, we take for granted how we were surrounded by the best play-by-play guys in the world. The mm-hmm. guys who, even the guy who invented it, Foster Hill. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Bill, of course.
0: Bill, of course.
10: And Bonesy is uh, the best. The
0: best who ever lived.
10: He's, uh, he, you know, he's been doing the games for I guess twelve or thirteen years now, mm-hmm. and it's more than just him as a broadcaster. I mean, he's really into hockey. He's got three sons. They all play hockey. Bonesy right. coaches hockey. He writes a minor hockey column for one of the newspapers. He's unbelievable. Yeah, and he loves it. And we grew up listening to him. We grew up listening to Danny Gallivan. We grew up listening.
0: But these people down here didn't grow up listening to any of that. They grew up. I don't know what they grew up. Maybe they just didn't grow up. I don't know. (laughs) I keep asking that question every day for the last 72 years when these people were wherever they were before. I like that book by uh, Dave Halberstam about New York broadcasters. We supposedly have all these people from New York down here, and I'm talking about Marty Glickman and this one, and it's a very interesting book, even though uh, uh, Halberstam sucks up to everybody because he's just a nice guy, but it's a, it's a very fascinating book. I am almost done reading it, and nothing. There's no, They don't know Marty Glickman from Marty Schottenheimer. They don't even know what I'm talking about.
10: And some of these guys, I mean, the the play-by-play of some of the goals are his famous as the goals, right? Like Danny Gallivan calling a an end-to-end rush by Guy Lafleur, or yeah, well, uh, well, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his Dan name Kelly him? calling Bobby Orr's uh, flying? Uh, if goal. I ever
0: hear that one more time, I you know it was a great call, but after the first forty-four thousand yeah. times, I don't need to hear it again. You know what I'm
10: saying? What about Foster Hewitt's call of the seventy-two? Paul
0: Henderson. If I ever hear that again, like I said,
10: <laughs> I do a good imitation of that. You want to hear? It? No. Okay. And, uh, of course, the Borishevsky goal that one of your other callers, uh, I mentioned. never heard the he Joe
0: Bowen call on that.
10: You never heard that? No. Oh, it's unbelievable. I was on the board because I worked at the, at the fan at the time. Yeah. And I was on the board that night when he did that.
0: No, it's I, I had, well, the only one I got is the Bob Cole, uh, call on that goal, and it wasn't very, it wasn't very good. So, I, Bob Cole is good. He's not as good as Joe Bowen. Coley is good, but, but, but the problem is when he does, when the Leafs are playing on the road, he never, if the crowd noise isn't going to be sensational, he always tends to call a goal with less, less enthusiasm than he would like if they were playing at home. You know what I'm saying?
10: True enough. And we had uh, the CBC on strike uh, a month or so ago. Right. And Coley and uh, Harry Neal. Yeah, I know.
0: They were, they were doing the games off TV, he and uh, that was bizarre.
10: <laughs> and the crowd noise. And we noticed
0: the... it, too. It was, it was not good. It was uh, pretty bad. I
10: know. The, we had crowd noise from the stadium they were in.
0: Well, you can imagine, where the uh, playoffs coming, uh, well, they made the uh, technicians an offer they couldn't refuse. Exactly. Okay, pal. One yeah. more question, yes, Neil. Sir. Where do
10: you get your, uh, your parody material? Who, uh, is there a
0: service that supplies that? Yeah, product? Bellevue Hospital in New York. Bunch of crazy people. <laughs> See you around, eh? Take care. Okay. Spare some change, mister? Okay, we've got 600 open lines on the board, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. You see, we got to keep reminding ourselves we're in banana boat country. They don't know what we're talking about here. They haven't got any idea who any of these people are and couldn't care less, and they're proud of it, by the way. I see Joe Costello just brought in some lunch in between the shavings. Yeah, in fact, he was, uh, he was on his hands and knees out in the hallway. You know, they redid the building up here on the third floor, and evidently the uh carpenters left some shavings on the floor. Any and all shavings, Joe's into them big time. And by the way, Joe, I hate to break the news to you. Jeff Gordon doesn't shave his nuts. Oh, he does? Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello.
8: Hey, how you doing, Neil?
0: Pretty good, sir. Sorry,
8: I don't know as much hockey as that guy, but I have a curious question. Well, he's like, from
0: Toronto. What do you expect? Yeah, well,
4: I'm, I'm really not very big into hockey. I was born and raised here, so, I mean, ice is not my forte. But uh, I asked a couple of my hockey, so-called knowledgeable hockey buddies, and I was watching a game for the first time, really concentrating the other night, and I noticed the guy, there's a guy standing next to the head coach. Uh. With like an earpiece under a headset, mm-hmm. who the is he talking to?
0: He's ordering a Domino's.
4: Uh, seriously, I mean, is he talking to? He's talking upstairs? to
0: people upstairs in the uh, in the box. In create the a play?
8: Or- huh? create create a play or whatever they're talking
0: about, to, to, uh, you know, uh, see what's going on and who's been naughty and nice and what's going on. Like they're doing all sports now. You know, it's part of the uh, modernization of all sports. They all have the big headset on, and they're talking to some uh, goofball up in the uh, sky. But but it's not like with
4: football they can take 30 seconds to create
8: a play. Are they creating, are they seeing like they're they're
0: drawing stuff. They do that like during timeouts in between periods. But, uh, you know, a play is a play. Practice all week long, and uh, good luck to you. 5670560, Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. You put on your left wing lock and you stick it in your uh Rectum. and you have a good life, okay? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. We're looking for people who aren't gonna listen to or watch the draft. If we can find four or five of those, I feel we'll accomplish something. Will I watch the draft? No. Will I be listening to it? No. Will I be here this weekend? No. Yes I will. Yes I will. Uh-huh. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be here in town, but I'll make a point. I'm gonna avoid anything having to do with the draft assiduously, whatever that means. I'm going to be working on my homocysteine problem assiduously too. See, everybody talks about triglycerides, cholesterol. We're finally starting to learn a little bit about that. But most of these people don't know from homocysteine and say, th- you know, I, I just bought this book by accident, eh? You've got to take it into your own hands and your life too, your health. I'm telling you that right now. Believe me, it's the most important thing I can tell you. If you're going to wait for a doctor to tell you, and I said to my good, close friend, Dr. Mark, when we do these blood tests again, one of the most important, if not the most important thing, is let's check that homocysteine level, which I've never had checked before, and sure enough, there's a problem. I looked at it and went, 15.4, are you uh, crapping me? Bad. But luckily, I got the book here in my hand, uh, Dr. McCulley's book, and now I know what the hell it is all about and what to do about it. People are dying out there because they don't have any clue what it's all about. Because everybody is exploiting them for fun and profit. All the quack diets, all the low-fat this and low-fat that, all those pills that are supposed to make you healthy and thin overnight that just don't work. That you might as well flush down the toilet along with the money you paid to buy them. Here's a mobile in Hallandale. Hello.
8: What's going on, Neil? Yes, sir. Neil, I gotta, I gotta tell you something, bro. I
5: shave. All right. Yeah. But you know, initially the first. Well, How did
0: your I boyfriend th- like it?
5: No, 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 no. no. See, I was going to tell you. See, it's for State work. Straight
0: guys don't shave their nuts.
5: No, it's for work, man.
0: Yeah. I do
8: I do cyber sex on the Internet, so it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So, that you know, it's, I've never been with a guy or anything. It's all girls.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, how do you know so it's all girls watching?
8: I don't, but that's, you
2: know, so how, whatever. Then
0: you've been with a guy, probably been with a lot of guys.
2: No, none at all.
0: How do you know that?
2: Well, because I know. they. Hey, whoever's on the other
8: end of the Internet, that's their business.
0: Well, yeah, that's their business, but you're with them.
8: Whatever.
2: You're up
0: close and personal. You're I'm right not, in their post. I'm not
8: touching them. Anyways, in closing, um, yeah. can I call somebody a douchebag?
2: Go ahead. Carlin Castano, you're a douchebag. Okay. Thank you. Okay,
0: put some clothes on, pal. People are starting to talk loud. 567-0560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Hank Goldberg at Dolphin Camp, 2 o'clock today. Donnie B talking baseball, 6630. Marlins at the Phillies. they got to put up with that Kurt Schilling again. They're probably going to lose again tonight, you know. Uh-huh. But, hey, we don't care. We're getting used to it. I sure don't care. We're going to build that stadium for John Henry? No. Downtown? No. Uptown? No. In town? No. Out of town? No. Mobile and Aventura. Hello.
8: Hello. Yes, sir. Are you uh, discussing golf topics today? Yes. I, I, did you see the uh, documentary the History Channel did on the men that killed Kennedy?
0: No, I missed that. Somebody told me that it was great, and they ran it for about 400 hours, and by the time I found out about it, it was uh, history. So to speak, you
8: can, you, can, you can actually purchase it. Also, uh, I think it's like 100 bucks. Let me tell you something. Uh, you know, I've always been, uh, you know, I've sort of looked at that thing from afar, and I know a lot of people have had conspiracy theories. I even went to the um, the thing in Dallas, the uh, school uh, book. Uh, Texas, Spino. the Texas Book
0: Depository. Yeah, and I
8: saw the whole thing, and, and actually, got yeah, museum. Was actually, yeah, it's actually very emotional. Anybody that uh, you know, like I was in college uh, during that that time. Anyway, this thing was absolutely mind-boggling. There have been people going through. There's a guy that does a stress analysis for metals firms that did an analysis on the Zapruder film, and actually showed that, there, that that one of the bullets, the bullet actually killed him. There's no way it came from from behind him. And you know, I sat up there in that. Of course
0: went, not. It came from the grassy knoll. No, yes. it,
8: it actually it didn't come from the grassy knoll. This is the thing that blew it away. They yeah. actually, it, there's a manhole there. It actually came from below the level of a car. There's a manhole cover that shows that you could be sitting uh, like in a storm drain.
0: Yeah. And, have shot
8: slightly, and then all you had to do is walk back through the drains and let you out on the other side of that railroad bridge. Huh. It, it, it really is worth well, what it?
0: about the puff of smoke behind the grassy knoll and the uh, head of the uh, guy behind that was uh, wandering around back there and all the footprints in the mud?
8: There was so much stuff that has
0: gone on. There were probably like three or four. They weren't going to take any chances. They weren't going to miss.
8: No. And uh, I would really recommend that series. It was an excellent... uh Now, where can I get that? Well, you can just call the History Channel and buy it. I think it's about $100, Will set. Okay, I can handle it. Okay. Thanks. Thank you.
0: Yeah, we had one other call on it. And, of course, uh, you know, our people, they don't want to... What, do they watch the History Channel? No. no. They're watching uh Wilma and Fred. 5670560, pound 560 on our AT&T wireless line, 1255 here at QAM on a, a marginal Friday. It's okay. We'll get through it. We'll get through this Friday, whether you like it or not. I'll get my homocysteine level down, whether you like it or not. And what is this? It says, uh, may I, can I, must have the tape of you, put the lotion in the basket. I'll pay for it. Why well, how do you like that? And it also says, you owe me $50. Okay, here, I'll give this to you, George, because somebody wants a tape of something which you maybe can make a couple of bucks off of, which you're always happy to do. Soak them an arm and a leg, okay? They want tapes. You want tapes, you're going to have to pay through the nose, baby. Twelve fifty-six at QAM.
2: W-Q-A-M. My Miami, we got her tail It's the one to two hour Baby, baby, the largest just gave me hell Baby, baby, the law just gave me hell That trooper discovered that justice pack of ale. It now, I'm in the with drunk driving. Now, I'm in the deal with drunk driving. Now, I'm in the deal with drunk driving. Now, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the icebox. Won't you help post my bail? Now, I'm in the icebox. Won't you help post my bail? This jokes like me that cops just love to nail. I wasn't drunk driving. Now I'm in a jail with drunk driving. Now I'm in a jail with drunk driving. Now I'm in a jail with drunk driving. Now I'm in, jail with, drunk driving, now I'm in jail with drunk driving.
0: And they put me away. All right. 101 at 560 WQAM. So you tell me Don Cox is back on our air on power on the weekends. Is that what you just said? Uh-huh. Okay.
11: Just don't be calling the talk shows, okay? Please, Cox, please.
0: Okay, where are we going? Let's go to uh, Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Okay.
9: Got a couple of uh, questions for you. Planning a honeymoon to Vegas uh-huh. this coming year. Neither of us have been to Vegas. we got three choices, and I want you to tell me which one. MGM, New York, New MGM. York. Or the Mirage. MGM. No question?
0: MGM. It's my favorite.
9: Best value. What do you mean? Well, for the money.
0: Well, they're all about the same. MGM. Mm-hmm. About uh restaurants,
9: uh Emeralds or Gatsby? What was
0: it? Emeralds. Oh Emerald, you mean oh, Emerald or Gatsby, that's exactly. Uh kick kick his ass up a notch and go to uh, the other one, go to Gatsby. <laughs> he makes me sick. Makes me want to puke. Good. His wife uh he was banging everything that moved. His wife said goodbye, Emerald, okay, kick your ass up a notch, like right out of the house. <laughs> Have a great time, pal. Thanks, buddy. You love it. Bye bye. Emeril Agassi. Boy, I mean, that—that that is just uh, so sad. That's the American effing way right there. And by the way, the the people are really no great cooking, they say his recipes, none of them make any sense. He's the worst cook in the history of mankind. I'm sure that he has, you know, real chefs that prepare all the stuff in his restaurants. Let's kick it up a notch. Come on. Let's have another uh... piece of crap. At least he
4: doesn't have a big ego.
0: Yeah, right. 5670, oh, and that audience of his, man, they must... They must be putting, uh, something, like, uh, they must be doing something with the brownies. You know what I'm talking about? I know we put the cornstarch in here. Yeah, (laughs) right. Go back to New York, okay, Emerald? You notice he opened up in uh, New Orleans. That's where his big restaurant was before he started branching out. They kick his ass out of New York in a half a second. Although he's there now too. He's all over the place like a disease. Here's uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello? Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, we don't want to talk about hockey, so. Yeah, what do you want to talk about, sir? Let's talk about. What do you uh, want to talk about? Are you in the sack? Are you awake? Yeah. Yeah, well, then speak. Like, uh, put some effort into it. Articulate. Open up Are your book. You i jealous person. of What is it? Are you jealous of him? Yeah, I'm jealous of him because he's got a lot of money. That's why. Are you, do you got a lot of money? Don't you make a lot of nothing? No, I don't make nothing. I don't make squat. Why don't you get your What ball did out you, what did you call about, sir, before uh, anybody mentioned Emerald Lagasse? What was your material? Let's hear it. None. I
8: just wanted
9: to yeah, talk. Yeah, you about. just
0: want to open up a stupid, dumb mouth is what you want to do, okay? You idiot, you simpleton. Go back to bed. Although, like I said, just put your head down. Sounds like he's already in the sack. 5670560, pound 560, on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir.
4: Boy, what a call to follow. The
0: best. He was the best. Hey, I've been here since... Another degenerate.
8: The draft sucks. Yeah. I've been here since 56. I haven't seen a Dolphin, Heat, or Panther game. Yeah. The draft's a waste of energy, man.
0: The draft is a waste of space. It's a waste of time, and the people that are bugging this radio station. What's going on on this station for the last day after day after day and will go on all day tomorrow is only to help make us some money so we can pay Wayne. But other than that, the biggest waste of time in human history. Well, I'm sorry I'm not helping your bonus, but I can't take those guys in the morning. Yeah. Can't do it. Hey, I know it's not Request Friday. Yeah, but, but when Suds starts in the morning, you might like that.
1: Yeah, that might be something.
2: That
0: might do it.
1: Yeah, I could I could do Rick and Suds early. No, just Suds. Oh, I can take Suds.
8: It says, what, ten words and has a can of beer?
0: Uh-huh.
8: Hey, could you play Train to Austin? My kid's an engineer up in Illinois. And I'd like well, to dedicate... Train to
0: the... Austin? What the hell is that? Kiss her butt. Kiss her butt? Oh, kiss her butt. Yeah. Well, I mean, tell me something I might understand, and then I can uh, relate to it. Well, kiss her butt.
2: Okay. And have for all the guys
0: up in Illinois Central Railroad. Okay, fuck her up. Thanks, hey, Dan. Have a great life. And so don't step on the song. Back. I was
2: riding on a train. Austin, Texas. Oh, yes. when a very lovely lady sat next to mine, when she got up to eat, she had to fight would hold her sight. I was more than happy to, and now there's more I'd like to do. I want to yeah. oh. right. oh. kiss her, but she won't let me. I want to whisper, sweet up in this career. I want to hold her behind, closed doors and more. I want to kiss her, but she won't let me. She returned.
5: She said she was an actress.
2: She showed me an album of pictures of her openings, which she'd been sitting on. She seemed as sweet as she could be. But I could clearly see she was the kind of girl with soul and heart on, wrecked them. I want to kiss her, but she won't let me. I want to whisper, leave nothing in her rear.
6: Just lick em. I
2: want to hold her behind, Close doors and more. Who the hell are you? I want to kiss her, but she won't let me. Well, I'll never forget the train ride down to Austin. We shared a study and we shared our tales. But as my heart tries to leave her behind, regrets are all I find. Cause I'd hope I'd get that girl in the end. Incredible. I want to kiss her, but oh. she won't let me, I want to whisper, we've oh. nothing in the rear, I want to hold. Rack, 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 I want to kiss her, but
0: oh! she won't let me. 108 at 550, coming i tell you, it's going to be a big night at Pompano Park tonight, man. I can feel it. I can smell it. I can feel a big bulge in my pocket. It might be my wallet. Or, I'm telling you, ah, he blew it again, baby. One, well, it was somebody else's $20 bill. It was somebody else's uh, blow. It was, uh, you know, he's blowing it. Somebody else's 50 bucks. It's only $50. 115 at 560. WQM, we got an open line to nowhere. How do you like that? We got a bunch of calls in there. Let's take a picture of it and just go home. That's a miracle. They come, they go, they're on, they're in, they're out. Here's Miami. Hello.
9: Hey, Maricón. Come pinga.
0: Nah, yeah. Come pinga. Besame cool. Here's uh, Mobile and Kendall. Hello. Hey, how you doing, man? Okay. Hey, we all know that John was going to use somebody else's penis for that whore, right? What is Hello? that?
4: He was going to borrow somebody's He's penis. somebody
0: else's penis, right.
4: Yeah, yeah. Listen, to Neil, seriously speaking, how does one shade one balls? Very
11: seriously.
0: carefully, I would assume.
8: Because I, I, I don't know about it. I mean, I do it to my girlfriend, but she ain't yeah. got no balls.
0: Right, I understand that. You know what I mean? But well, I, mean, I hope not, yeah. At Almost least in my, in my case,
4: a little bit of hanging there, you know what I mean? It's kind of dangerous, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, listen, Neil, as far as the draft is concerned,
0: Okay, let's go to, um, Mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
4: How you doing?
10: Listen, Calls i got Paul and
0: are just starting to seep in now. Yes. No,
10: no, no this is Chris. How you no, doing? Not
0: mean you. I mean the last two. Go ahead.
4: That's all right. Listen, I got a, uh, I know you know about hockey, but, uh, let me ask a question. When the, when, when, when the puck goes down the ice and it's crazy, well, how does that call?
0: When it, when it does what? It
11: goes in what? Walk. It goes in what? Make believe you got it nearly. How's that?
0: Sir, what language are you speaking? What words English, are you
2: man. English, listen.
0: When the puck goes down the ice, it goes into what? It's, it's rectum. like a oh. Yeah, Okay. 5670560, oh, pound <laughs> 560 on the AT&T line. Like I said, three in a row from Hialeah, from Westland. Oh, they must be the guys in the tea room. Yes. I thought I heard the sound of a pneumatic drill in the back. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil, yes, sir.
4: Well, I'm not quite mobile. Stationary in Miami. Here's
0: the stationary in Miami.
4: Well, you had a, a trifecta there of winners mm-hmm. in a row.
0: Three spicks in a row, yes.
4: <laughs> now, I wanted to change gears slightly if I could to uh, this Jack the uh, travesty. Yes. You know, what a
0: disgrace. What a disgrace. is
4: isn't intense supposed to be a crucial element.
0: Don't confuse the judge. She's a very hard-ass bitch, and she's decided he's broken the law, and uh, don't give her any excuses, and he's going to go to jail, and he'll croak in jail, and uh, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I mean, listening to... You don't him, even have a right to determine your own fate. What kind of a country is it that you can't decide when you want to die, okay? You're dying of a horrible, painful, excruciating illness. You want to stop the pain, and a guy comes along, you you give every dime you ever made in your life just for somebody to help you stop the pain, and this bitch of a judge says you're going to jail.
5: And it makes you wonder how, I mean,
4: listening to her ruling... That's that, the American fucking f- way. Right. She was obviously... Bias from
0: a hard-ass events. bitch. That's right. It
4: makes you wonder how impartial she was when she excluded a testimony. I from said, the let's put her banner. out
0: of. I said, let's put her out of her misery. Yeah, she's I say. a
4: candidate. That's what I say. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I know, don't like, needle, baby. I know you don't like. to rehash her, her up
0: to the tube.
4: I know you don't like to talk about old subjects, but yesterday... I talk
0: about anything, sir, whatever you want. If it's interesting, (laughs) if it's fascinating, if it's bizarre, if it's grotesque, whatever you like.
4: Well, I don't know if you remember that man that called yesterday that said your numbers were inflated.
0: Of course I remember that guy, because the uh, the people are lighting... How could I forget that? All these people lighting the loafers out there.
4: Well, how does he account for all those years when you were still in the closet?
0: I I haven't been in the closet for like 21 years.
4: Really? It's been that long?
0: It's been that long.
4: Oh wow. Well. But just the
0: idea of it, the notion of it is so ludicrous with the tremendous closet audience I've got of people that would never admit that they listen to this show. There isn't another show that's ever been on the air in this market that's got the kind of closet audience that I've got because we live in such a juvenile, immature country.
4: Well, I'm sure you I hope you're on for another 20, uh, well, 20
0: minutes. For- Have a great day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, in this silly ass thing, it's like a Ron and Moron thing, man. Oh, if you watch a movie and somebody that's in it is gay, that must make you gay. If you go to the record store and the guy behind the counter that rings up the uh, sale is gay, that makes you gay. If you go to the goddamn beach and the lifeguard is a fag, all of a sudden you're a fag. It's like if you go to the early bird dinner and there are a bunch of old farts in there, all of a sudden you become an old fart. I mean, where is the logic, the paranoia, the hysteria, the stupidity, the ignorance? And you know what?
2: That's the American fucking way. They
0: just refuse to grow up, baby. Refuse to grow up, and like I said before, I don't know any straight guys uh, shaving their any uh, like I said any queen shaving their balls except the one you mentioned. Seriously, that must be a straight guy's thing. That sounds real macho to me. Oh, I'm shaving my nuts with a lady pick. What? I always thought it. I never heard in my life until uh, Joe made up this bull crap yesterday. I think we got sucked in, if I can say that. There's no way in the world. No way in the world that all of a sudden all these guys are there. I mean, I realize that they've been, uh, you know, browbeaten a lot, these guys, and they're under a lot of duress and aren't making a crap worth of money. But how how insecure do you have to be? How impressionable? How silly of a person do you have to be? If uh, somebody else tells you they shaved the hair off their balls, to go home and start shaving the hair off your balls.
3: I'm doing it this So
0: Suppose suppose Joe Costello come in here and said that he enjoys squatting on fire hydrants, okay? Suppose he's, like, into that uh, that water business, you know? I don't want to get too graphic here. Maybe he, like, uh, unhooks the hose there on the uh, fire hydrant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe he's into that heavy pressure <laughs> up the old... Rectum? Yeah. I don't yeah. have to do that. We have a bidet. Yeah, like I'm saying, he likes the real bidet, the whole, the whole city bidet. That's right. Squirt, squirt. Big time. Big time squirt. I can just see all these other guys out there with a goddamn uh, monkey wrench, monkeying around out there in a the corner with a uh, goddamn fire hydrant. Trying to shoot 50,000 uh, pounds of water up there. Them. Oh, wow, that was really uh, something. We got millions and millions and millions of sheep making all those baaing sounds. They're ba- You can hear it. Bleeding, buying sound. Now, we know why some of the sheep are making those sounds. That's probably over in Fort Myers. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
5: Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I am not. I would never be ashamed to admit uh, to listen to your, to your radio show, but it seems like you're afraid to admit that you like the draft because several years ago I saw you at the draft signing autographs. No, you did not.
0: I've never been at the draft. Yes,
5: I have an autograph picture of you at Joe Robbie Stadium. Well, if
0: I was at the draft, it was a station thing that I had to do. It's not because I like the draft. And if I was there signing autographs, how could I pay any attention to the draft? I hate the draft. Well, like... Let he- me say it again, sir. I hate the draft. You're what a hypocrite again. You're an asshole, okay? But you're still listening, and thank you so much for listening to that hypocrite on the radio and sucking around for an autograph, you jackass. Hate the draft. You have to be daft to care about the draft. And you know the day he's talking about? I know exactly the day. It was the day that we were out there with Randy, and we had to go out there because they were bringing the uh, crew in there to do the, uh, the those TV spots, those awful spots, and nobody ever told me we were going to be on. Remember that? And I said, to lose the accent, honey, that's the reason we were out there, is because we were shooting promotional TV spots for IOD. That's the reason we were there, sir. I hate to break the news to you. And I said it at IOD, and I'll say it on this station. The draft is a waste of time, but let's only pray that Eric Kumaro can uh, line up for the Dolphins again someday. Just gaggy, stop Amen. Just get hysterical and chew me out and give me a bunch of crap. Oh, I can't handle it. Can I? Can I handle it? Yeah. Yeah, just give me the check, okay? Loser, 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 loser. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Yes, sir. Um,
8: I didn't want to talk about the draft, but since that's what you're talking
0: about. Uh... No matter who the hell says I'm talking about the draft. Oh, no, no, just that last call. Let's talk about what you want to talk about. See, you're another one of these guys. You're on hold. You called for a reason. Let's talk about okay. your thing and not this last jackass. Mari Yeah, see? Like I said, no material. Another spick. Your people, baby. That's all their material. Maricon, Maricon, Maricon. Coolo, coolo, coolo. Binga, 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 binga. That's it. Welcome to South Florida, folks. Three words. That's all you need to know. And all of a sudden, you're right in there, baby. You're right in with the in crowd. What a bunch. Talk about a bunch of losers. Man, wait till those ships come to take them back. Oh, are we going to have a party? Ah-hoo! Wait till we bring all the old Jews back. What is his number? He calls a lot, actually. Oh, does he? What's his number? Maricon. What's his number? That little Maricon. Three o 305- five. Yeah, Dave County. 673- what is it? Six seven three.
4: Five six five zero.
0: Five six five zero. Well, maybe if you call him, we got a lot place. of
4: calls on the log from him.
0: Oh, a million of them on the log from him. If you call him up at six seven three five six five zero, is that correct? Maybe you can call him Maricon, and you can, like do a or maybe just make a date. on you guys out there. Six seven three five six five zero. Was that it? Yeah, see, we keep a log of you misfits out there, a little bit of a log, just like you probably got between your legs a little tiny log. And the previous money
5: phone call, we also have his number, but that was a business. I already spoke to the boss, so we're going to give him a chance. Go get to his ass fired,
0: good. See, all your spits out there that can't contribute anything to mankind, that have nothing better than do then try to show all your little boyfriends how macho you are. We know you're a bunch of little faggots hanging around peeking through glory holes. We know what it's all about. You're not fooling me. I got news for you. Those aren't no Anglos there in Westland. Talk about pennies from heaven.
8: strangolando el pollo para acá. Esa es la happy when you come their
2: the for the
0: 560 WQAM. We're going to be doing a remote from Westland on Monday. As a matter of fact, it's uh, kind of coincidental with some of the calls we've had this hour. It's going to be coming out day for all you uh, fag Julios out there. We ought to have a hell of a crowd for that. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Bring your own drill. Fort Lauderdale. Neil. Yes, sir.
4: i got to tell you, you put up with a lot there. You're paying for their ineptness in the morning. Those guys, to compare them to the Three Stooges is like comparing Secretary to a plow horse. Yeah. People don't listen to them because... They, they listen to the, you know, the, the the talent. They listen if they want to get a couple of scores in the morning.
8: I mean, how hard is it to say Florida, 11, New York, four, Milwaukee over Montreal yeah. nine to four? I mean, it's like, it's ter- and, and you're paying for it. You should be taking their money. It should be paid to you. And if they make anything over twenty two thousand a year, you better say something about it.
0: Yeah. Well, I've got, I got news for you. I'm, I'm certainly like the first book that I was here, I had such humongous numbers that everybody made their full bonus, okay? And I deluded myself into believing that that You're was going to be that way all the time. And now my numbers are still very high, but I can't bring them up above the level where we can bring the whole station up. You know what I'm saying? I can only, My back is getting sore from trying to lift up the whole damn operation, and especially that very weak morning show.
8: Neil, if I hear one more time, Mark. I mean, put Christina Moron on there and suck his mind. ass for
0: six minutes. That's got to be just unbelievable, desperate.
8: I got an idea though. Let's present Erin in summers. She can do topless radio. One of the, you know, one of those three clouds.
9: Yeah, stuff. she was, was big. Okay, thank
0: you, thank you. Yeah, she was really big. Aaron. Wow, that's a crapshoot. That's what uh, Bob Green said. It's a crapshoot. I'm actually a lesbian. Well, they must have caught on real early because uh, you didn't do nothing, sweetheart. Talk about a bomb. Oh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> that one there, she's laying another big fat egg in the afternoon. Big enormous bomb. <laughs> Yeah, when I think back of all the great talent that's come through this town in the 23 years I've been here, oh boy, been just like a just like a non-stop, like a like a revolving tour of unbelievable talent. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. The talent that should be together is Defo and Mad Dog. I know that's probably not possible. I guess because he has a. Job or whatever, Uh, Mad Dog has a job during the day. Yeah, right. I I said yesterday they ought to open up a blank check and give it to a Mad Dog. Exactly. Um, The other thing was when you do that signing, have you ever seen those uh, bumper stickers that a lot of old Cubans have? It says, No Castro, no problem. Yeah. Well, since they're all kind of closet queens
9: anyway, you could have like something that says, No vagina, no problem.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, We're working on it. Okay. I'll put Sam on it this weekend. Good. And the assignment, too. That, too. All right, Neil. uh, <laughs> have a great day. Five six seven oh five sixty. So like somebody pulled a plug there. or Maybe somebody was uh, looking over his shoulder at it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello.
1: What? Yes, sir. Yeah, let me ask you something. I heard that. that oh, now wait a minute. What kind
0: of what kind of a phone is this?
1: A crappy
8: one. The worst. Yeah, yeah. that's probably been playing with Tanner.
0: What is it? That's probably been playing. Yeah. Tanner's coming back. Get a new phone, pal. I'll talk to you someday. Tanner's coming back. Tanner in the morning. What? Five six seven oh five sixty. Tanner and Suds. What's wrong with that? Huh? George is in there laughing. God damn Damn it! Yeah, I say not a bad dealer. Tanner and Suds. Let Rick sit over there on uh, stupid talk, talking stock market crap all day. Nobody wants. Nobody with a sense of humor wants to hear somebody talking about the goddamn stock market. Oh, the Dow's down seven points, by the way. How's the Nasdaq doing, huh? Oh, uh, down fifteen. See all those arrows going down, going down, going. Down. I don't like. I like up, 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 up. Come on, up, up. At least till the last three minutes, uh, last three months of the year, when the Y2K panic sets in after those two movies come out this summer, and everybody starts screaming and carrying on like a bunch of banshees and starts hoarding all their uh, groceries. You would think it's bad when we get a hurricane warning of fifty thousand miles away? When Brian Norcross starts hyperventilating, wait till you see when these Y2K movies come out and the year starts moving along toward the end of the millennium, baby. They're going to be hoarding everything. They're going to be hoarding toilet paper. In fact, uh, they're going to be having to go see that Madonna broad there at the, uh, you know, at the convenience store. The one that's snapping the gum there. Still short. Seriously, that that spot. I I, I could sit home. Forget about all the shows that are on TV. I could just sit home and watch that over and over and over again. I'm going to tape that. I sure hope they're still running that. I'm going to get the audio from that and just play it over and over again. With the organ, the dramatic organ music, you know, they're making the decision. They're looking at the six-pack of Bud Light and the toilet paper. And they finally decide, you see, the Bud Light is rolling down the conveyor belt because they just have enough money for that. And then that Gilbert, that skinny Gilbert-like punk there, that retard. Paper or plastic? Paper. Hey, guys, need a receipt? And they just whipped that thing out of her hand. And the receipt, too. Here's Miramar. Hello. Yes. Yes, sir.
3: Neil,
10: hi. Long-time listener. Great. I have some news. i got some breaking news. Okay. I work for a national chain of labs, and maybe even your test was done there. Uh, I'll
0: tell you where my test was done. Where? Lab Corp in Tampa. Oh, they suck. Oh, they suck?
10: Yeah. I work for the for the competition. And uh, it turns out that, uh, that a phlebotomist is a person that uh, draws blood from you. Uh, say, uh, say it again. A phlebotomist. It's a person that draws blood from you, from
4: your from your vein, from your arm.
0: Yeah. I don't know what this guy's talking about, but obviously not something we can put on the air, like something slanderous. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, we have an open line in uh, somewhere. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Maniac. Like, I'm going to put that on the air? Here's uh, Hollywood. Hello.
4: Hi, Neil. My name is Mitch.
0: Bald spot. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. All I can say is, oh, for that. 23 before 2 at 560 WQM. All these guys out there, no wonder we don't get the calls. They're too busy with the razor in their hand. They're listening. They just can't put the razor down. They're shaving it,
11: and they're nuts too. Un-freaking-believable. This
8: is She Gordon Liddy, and they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers.
2: I'm just standing in the back, I'm watching for a video, thinking my way all around the world, looking for a pretty boy. Somebody's in the booth next to me. I'll put the through and see if we will be Watching videos in ecstasy From California to remote I feel out of hand there And kisses too I'll have a phone Look for them, through We're <laughs> just suspended in the back As we both enjoy the show Changing lens in the back Oh, glory, I have my tokens In case my time runs low And I'll stand here stoking the glory, oh, I hope it's nobody I know, and that's turn I had to better see, I hope he knows enough to brush his teeth, but once again I didn't feel he hated, so how the hell would I know? I'm just to the bottom the little morning, morning glory home. One forty three
0: 43 550 We're doing our show live from uh, JC JCPenney's in Westland, right outside the uh, number three tea room there on the Monday. So everybody come on by and uh, take a peek. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
8: I don't hang up. I want to ask
0: a question. What, what does that mean, don't hang up? What, what you always hang mean? up
8: on people. You never give them a chance I hang up on
0: people if they if they don't want to have a conversation. Right, you want to have funny. a conversation? Were you ever molested as you, a you child? you have a conversation? Were you ever molested as a child? No, I was not. You sure? Positive. I'm sure there's a higher percentage of homosexuals that got their start when they were a kid. No, yet? no, they were not. Yes, they was. Not any it was more than... fact, I'll guarantee you right now there's a hell of a lot more heterosexuals that were molested as children than homosexuals. Not and even
5: close. That's okay. So what happened to you?
0: Nothing happened to me. What happened to you? Did somebody did somebody did somebody did somebody spray like sir, did somebody spray paint? I don't like anal sex. I don't do anal sex. Do you?
8: Well,
0: oh, do you do well, anal sex?
2: Sir, do you do
0: anal sex? I, I hate anal sex. No. I, no. I, what, I, a taking no, or giving? Taking or giving? I don't try to give. Now, what happened? Email. Did somebody spray paint you when you were you're, born? You're a did somebody I'm spray saying. paint you? So you don't want to have a conversation? You're just a dumb spook, is what you are. Isn't that what he is? A dumb spook. Pathetic. See, one thing about the minorities in this town, do we have any minorities who can call this show and have an intelligent conversation? No. no. No, matter which minority you're talking about. How many Yugoslavians have called since this war broke out? Any? No. No, no matter which minority you want to pick on. They're all the same in this town. Bozos. There must be something wrong. Why are you listening to this show, sir? It's going to make you into a homo. Don't you understand? You keep listening to this show. Probably the next time you step outside, somebody's going to molest you, And somebody with a magic wand, somebody with a pink dress, some guy with a magic wand, he'll go poof and you'll become a homo, a flamer. You'll start listening to Liza Minnelli records, okay? And watching old Joan Crawford movies. Here's Oakland Park. Hello?
5: Neil, yes, how's it going? Okay. Um, I have a new song for Wayne Izinga, Chris Moore, and the organization. Yes? Wah,
0: wah, wah, wah
5: and I near my balls.
0: Here's uh, St. Petersburg, hello.
4: Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Long, hello, Neil. Long time, man.
0: Uh-huh. It's been
4: about 6 years since I have talked to you. Uh, miss you up here in these in these parts. Let no, I don't
0: a, I don't want to hear about those parts. Let, let me ask you a quick stuff. question. Okay, that that part of the state is just the, the end of the world. You're
4: right. Uh, question for you though. Is is uh Cock-a-Loon, is she still around? Yes, she is. Does uh-huh. she call you? Yes. Okay, well I'm catching you on uh, neilrogers.com so Right. one and one last thing. Rockeroon. Uh, All oh, right. The only difference
0: between don't take any bullshit from
4: him. Yeah. Oh man. The only difference between the uh, blobster and the Titanic. It's taking. Okay, lo-
0: great. We don't want to hear about the blobster. Keep trying to tell you that, sir. That's why I don't like talking to people from that area over there. We don't care about the red blobster. You know what I'm saying? No. Mm-hmm. Yes. Stop. 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 In the name of Pete. In the name of Blob. Nobody here cares. Nobody here knows who that is. And if they did, they still don't care. Stop! And you wonder why that S.U.N. experiment went over so big,
11: huh? God.
0: Forget about him. He's a broadcaster like my miniature pincher is a goddamn brain surgeon, which 430 this afternoon, by the way, he's going to be operating in Mount Sinai. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
5: Good afternoon, Neil. Yes, sir. I wanted to ask you about O.J. Simpson. Do you think that's all publicity or do you think there's really any valid truth to that?
0: About what, that story the other day?
5: Yeah, exactly. Well, I
0: don't know, but evidently the media must have thought it was a publicity stunt because it got about five words and was buried at the bottom of the page. And I was thinking that last night. Isn't it great that the media didn't get sucked into that?
5: Yeah, the police must have taken ten hours to get there, too.
0: Uh-huh.
5: And then they probably asked where the body was. Right, exactly. Anyways, it's crunch time. Hopefully our Maple Leafs will do well in the playoffs. And God bless you, Neil.
0: Oh, and have a, have a great life. He didn't say it's crunch time, did he? <clears throat> oh, no. He didn't really say that. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. He couldn't have said that. Here's a mobile in Delray Beach. Hello.
8: Hello. Yes, sir. What do you say, man?
0: What it is, sir. Come on, let's go. We're short on time. Let's hear your Hello. good stuff. Sorry about that.
8: 25-year-old white guy. I guess I'm a minority. On 836. And um my oldest brother is a homosexual. He's been out of the closet about uh, 15 rears. And when I hang around with him and his girlfriend, I don't feel like I'm gonna get nuts. You know what I'm saying? So get nuts. I don't. Be,
0: uh-huh. I mean, I'm well, a straight. If you do, be sure and shave Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in uh, Delray. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, you, you're talking about the TV commercial, that Bud Light commercial. I love it. They have
9: another one out that makes that one look lame. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a guy on a beach, and he walks up to a bar
0: because he's all looks very hot and thirsty.
3: Yeah. And there's
0: a sign that says must have shirt. He's got no shirt on. Next thing you see, him walking in the bar, and everybody's gasping because he's got his bathing suit on as his shirt. And at one point, he drops a he drops his chain. Yeah.
9: And he's as he bends over, an Oriental fellow jumps up and takes a picture while the rest of the crowd goes, you know, like. What Exactly.
0: Beauty. I will have to it's during, that. it's during
9: the sports. It's typically during basketball games I see it. But it's I, historical. I
0: don't watch no basketball. I will have to uh, check it out. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Still short. Nah. Still short. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. In fact, I was in the tea room this morning taking a leak, and there was somebody in there. Uh, still short. I said, "What the were you expecting anyway? Are you a log?" <laughs>